Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. We couldn't think of an intro today. My name is Dylan. My name is Victor. <laughs> so, Vic, uh, today the, the the VOD Chads and the the Live Kings have a treat where they get to see you with the new fucking camera, which is just your phone, and the new background. The old camera angle, I wasn't crazy about that it. That was not worth it. That joke was not worth no, it. No, it wasn't. So... Your old camera angle. I just fucking ate half of the fucking chocolate. I know, and I just totally did not even. No, it's so nice. It's so it's stuck in my mouth, ma'am. <laughs> I fucked it all up. I'm so sorry. No, don't worry about it. Dude. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so you got a new camera angle, and it's pretty yes. lit, in more ways than one. So, does that pulsating light fuck with your autofocus at all on your camera? Who knows? I don't think there is an autofocus. Because <laughs> I know I've got, like, I got the pulsating light on my floodlight down there, but, like, it fucks with, like, how the camera Fair zooms wall. in on me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I should state, it does have an autofocus, but I don't know if this app utilizes it. That's a good point. It is, however, really bright, and I've tried to turn it down, and the, the brightness setting doesn't seem to do a fucking thing. So... I'll, I'll fiddle with it over over time, but that's about as good as it gets for the time being. Yeah, I never installed any software for my camera. Uh, it just kind of works, uh, which is great because I don't have Windows. So <laughs> if it wasn't that simple, it wouldn't be fucking working. Actually, I think the program I have, might, uh, it at least works on Mac, but I think it works on Linux as well. Oh, if it works on Mac, then it'll probably work on Linux. It's almost the same thing. Yeah. Um. So uh, where, do I, where do we fucking start? Um, so... We totally had an episode two weeks ago, and whoa, my audio is like super loud. I'm going to turn that down a little bit. How do I sound? You sound okay. Cool. Uh, anyway, we totally had an episode like two weeks ago, and right before that, I went and saw the new Batman movie, and I didn't fucking talk about it. Oh, really? That last episode was wild. Like, I don't even remember what we talked about, I, and I didn't go back to listen to it. But like, I, had, I made a mental note, like, oh, I'm going to talk about Batman because I saw that movie. It didn't fucking happen. <laughs> so I should, well, let's start there, right? So I saw it in theaters, the new Batman movie. And it was at a local theater that had like a full bar, right? Like there's this theater in town where it was always a theater. I remember it when I was like young, right? Mm. And like, um, what's it called? Um, you know, COVID hit, everything went out of business. So some stuff came back. And some, like, new ownership, some new people, like, bought out this theater in my local town, right? And what they did was they renovated. It was a small theater. They only had, like, four, maybe five auditoriums, right? In And a little strip mall, right? Pretty big building for the strip mall, but it was still just a five-auditorium theater. Like, your your average, like, AMC has double the number of auditoriums, right? Um, And what they did was they, they fucked with all the... They, they tore out like half the chairs and they put a bunch of tables in right now. Some of the auditoriums, they just have the crappy little foldy tables. Sure. Whatever. Right. Uh, but some of them, they got, you know, proper tables that are like mounted to the floor and like, look like they belong like properly renovated. And, um, they got a few arcade machines inside. Like it's legit. And they have a full bar and they have a pretty nice restaurant menu. Right. It's not a fucking overpriced theater. Go pay $5 for milk duds. Right. No, uh, I, I paid like 10 bucks for like a mixed drink that was kind of strong. Right? <laughs> like it was a bar. Um, 
and a movie theater. So, and they had these little flags at your table. You like flip up. It's kind of like Cinerama in Seattle. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's like, yeah. Okay. It's, it's like a theater where you, you eat dinner and have a drink and like it's dinner and a movie all in one place. Not go have dinner and somewhere I'm else. Hyper jealous that I don't have anything similar. It, it, it makes me want to watch more fucking movies is what it does. <laughs> oh, did Cinerama go out of business? Uh, I, I, I didn't know that. Trio's in the That's chat, and he's telling me about Cinerama. I, I think they might have gone out of business. Um, I know there was... Um, I mean, to be fair, trying to maintain something like that is probably annoying, even without COVID. Also, but. nobody lives in Seattle. Like, um, They all live in the, near, the, the town surrounding... Like, No one lives in downtown, I should say, right? Like, It's something you commute to, and then like nobody's fucking commuting, so... <laughs> Like I've been there like maybe once in like the last two years, and I fucking work there. <laughs> um, that's besides the point. So basically, we have our own local like Cinerama knockoff, and I remember like that theater was packed. Like I saw Batman entirely too late. Like it was fucking old news, right? Mm. Um, so I was worried that I was too late, and I was looking at the schedule. Like, did they get rid of Batman? Is it over? Is it too late? Like it was the day <laughs> Morbius came out, right? Like. I'm like a month late to this fucking movie. And um, luckily, they are doing like two showings uh, only. So, you know, it's almost out of the door. Uh, I show up. There's a comedy show in the other auditorium. So the, the theater is packed full of people that are like refilling their drinks and getting some food. Um, while some local comedians were in a different auditorium, like on stage doing a comedy show. And like, I, I, it's a theater. I get it. Right. But like. It feels weird to me living in like rural Washington, right? Where it's like a movie theater is a movie theater and you don't do anything about movie theaters. I'm so sorry, Ice Loops I, in the chat. I need to get rid of that emoji. It's uh, the word watching and it's like, that's too common of a word. I'm so sorry. Uh, anyway. <laughs> that, that, that brings some flashbacks to I know. some bot commands we had in in Discord. Bro. Yeah, that, remi- that does remind me because for a while, like the word whole. Or was it? Yeah, was it was it whole. The word "whole," which is in a lot of bigger words like "wholesome," right? Um, yeah. And it um, it kept posting like uh, our bot would post a stupid fucking image every time and piss people off. It was great. Oh, anyway, back to my story, right? So I saw Batman at this new like Cinerama knockoff in my local town. Um, I think there was maybe like six other people in the auditorium, uh, which was fine. This is a fucking three-hour movie. Right. Um, and I was not bored. Um, it was, it was pretty good, uh, overall. So I think the cool thing that they did with this one is they, they spent no time like trying to regurgitate like what the fuck happened. Right. Um, like, how do I? So basically the same thing that made some of the Spider Man movies good. Yeah. Like the most recent, like MCU Spider Man. Like I hate the MCU, but they did right by Spider Man at least by not. Fucking yeah. regurgitating the fucking backstory for the third time. Like, we get it. We know. Right. Um, now. It's like, oh boy, he was bit by a spider. Who would have fucking guessed? If you live in a cave and you don't know who the fuck Batman is and you watch this movie, you would figure it out. Right. Because there's like this yeah. little kid that is sort of going through his own like Batman origin story. And like Batman, Bruce Wayne, he's just like brooding, like watching this poor kid like relive like what he went through. Um, so without like fucking spoon feeding to you like an idiot. The movie's like, yeah, this is how Batman became Batman. Totally, right? Like, it just, it respects your intelligence a little bit. 
and that's rare in movies, especially I, in that's all movies. I ask. I know I say that's all I ask a lot, but genuinely, truly, if I, either, if I had to pick one thing, respect my intelligence. Yeah, that's like it. Marvel's really bad at that, respecting your like, intelligence. <laughs> like I, I've dedicated a large part of my life to being able to analyze writing in all forms. So if your movie is entirely predictable to me, I get it. I'm, I'm right. totally understanding of that. There's no, nothing wrong with that. I don't, I don't dock points as it were. I just want you to respect me. Mm-hmm. Don't hand me everything. If I have to draw a couple of lines myself, I'm happy. That's all I want. So, so Batman was all right. Um, I haven't, I, I don't go out of my way to watch superhero movies often because like i got kind of burned out on marvel like i i watched yeah. it all the way to the the fucking like last one end game and then i was like all right this is my chance to escape and um the only other <laughs> it was your movie, end game yeah and the only other superhero movie i saw after that was <laughs> spider-man because i like spider-man i guess right but like the mcu is not good it's only like people only watch it because they invested time because the first few movies were all right like the first iron man what a novelty that was and what was it fucking 2006 Right. Yeah. Um, Wait, was it really two thousand? No, it was like two thousand eight. Oh, two thousand eight. One or the other. Maybe something like that. Anyways. But you know, ten year build up to this Thanos thing, and it's like once you're like ten movies deep, it's like, oh, I I gotta keep watching, right? Like, I hate that they did it like that because honestly, in a way, and nobody talks about it like this, but it's predatory. It may not be as predatory as like loot boxes. Yeah, but it's, still it's predatory. Like, are you gonna go it's... see that new Doctor Strange movie, like the first one, right? Because it's gonna, you know, be relevant later for this other movie you do care about yep. that you know it's coming, and it's like I don't even know who the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah, and and then you get the filler movie, Civil War. <laughs> yeah, it's Which... like oh, I gotta see it in case of something important. And, oh, what's that? Nothing important. There's a waste. Mm-hmm. Of... Wasted my time, wasted my money. Well, Spider Man was in it, right? It was the first yeah. Spider Man. It was all over the trailer. So like, so like, oh. fifteen minutes max important stuff, and then the rest of it's just shit they could have cut. So True Duck has a good point in the chat that that predatory business model is a good represent is a good adaptation of the comics industry because yeah, they do true. that same yeah. shit, and that's why nobody wants to buy fucking comics anymore, right? Like. When's the last time you saw somebody excited for a comic in the modern day, right? It's all yeah, nostalgia. Will, like, nobody talks it, it, about the funny. latest stuff. <laughs> it's funny because it, it's it's a writing staple to use cliffhangers, right? You, mm-hmm. you want you want to have, like, minor cliffhangers on your, on your every on every chapter, and you want to have major ones if you plan on, like, hooking into, like, sequels and shit, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's a common writing practice. But books carry so much more substance. When a fucking comic book is maybe like 10, uh, I don't know how many pages. I'm not a huge comic book guy, but you know what I mean? Like there's a lot less content in, as com, uh, compared to like a novel. Yeah. The, the thing about it is me about comics and Robbie mentioned this on previous But they episode. use the same models and that's like not mm-hmm. all right. So the problem with comics, in my opinion, and maybe we should have Robbie come back on the show just because he's a, he knows about this stuff because he, he's worked on like scoring comics with uh, his family business, right? Um, okay. So he, he knows a thing or two about comics and how they're written, right? So it's all about like story arcs, right? Like you don't buy, you can't just go buy all of Batman. That does that that doesn't fucking exist, right? Yeah. That's too many fucking comics, and half of them are probably not canon, or they override each other, and some of them tell the same fucking story over and over again. It's because it's told in arcs, and they do this on purpose, right? And I'm not talking about the DC big reboot because that that is the thing that did happen, right? 
is DC Comics eventually did a big reboot of their universe after they had some sort of like final event and storyline. Yeah, was I think ambitious, yeah, yeah. but they probably didn't need to do that. But like before and after that big reboot, they still have that same problem, same as Marvel, where it's just a bunch of story arcs and they they can retread ground all the time. Like, can you imagine like how many fucking comic book arcs have referenced or shown the death of Bruce Wayne's parents? Probably a ton. Right. More than is necessary. More than is necessary because if it's relevant, they'll show it. Right. And different artists will interpret it differently. And they do this all the fucking time. And it's pretentious. That's why manga is like killing it. Right. Like I think yeah. Demon Slayer. It's funny because they do the same uh, thing. Something, something that should be mentioned is they do do the same thing. It's just not entirely wrapped around manga. It's wrapped around the entire industry. Right. But like numbers. So it's a little, the, it's a lot easier to ignore it, I guess. But the, the sales of Demon Slayer exceed the entire Western comics industry. Look at My Hero Academia. It was doing. I think we've actually mentioned this multiple times. We it was doing did. better than <laughs> all of comics, and in my opinion, was better than a lot of them. At least in terms of like the last like five, maybe ten years, was just killing it in comparison. Yeah, I've never seen My Hero Academia. I'm not really interested, but like. I could tell this is definitely more interesting than whatever the hell like Western comics are putting out. Well, like... well, think about it this way. The, 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 I guess the thing that really drew drew me in mm-hmm. is that it wasn't Spider-Man. It wasn't Batman. <laughs> it wasn't Superman. It wasn't fucking Static Shock. It wasn't Ant-Man. It wasn't any of the, those guys. It was new people that they made so they can do origin stories. They can do build-ups to their character arcs. I haven't seen it before. Because I didn't grow up with them, right? And I think that that's something that comics needs to learn more about is rehashing and, and reusing, rebooting, like in rebooting. It's just not not the way anymore. It's Nobody like... wants to fucking see Batman for the billionth time. <laughs> Maybe in a movie, that's fine because that's adaptation shit. Mm-hmm. But like in terms of original content, nobody wants that anymore. Yeah, like... some people will think they want that, but they don't. I, I very few people want. Yeah, that. and they're all like thirty to forty year old men balding with like like peach fuzz on their face, and they they just get like super excited for every little commercial they see. Like, yeah, this is not a way to live. <laughs> There's better shit to do. Well, it's eyes. it's nostalgia baiting, honestly, yeah. and I hate that shit so fucking much. You know what's better than all those MCU movies? Movie I saw the other day, Lamageddon. A lot of other things. Lamageddon. <laughs> Let me tell you about Lamageddon. Irony hasn't seen it. I know she's watching live, but it's okay. I promise I won't spoil it because we're going to watch it together later. But this fucking movie, right? Um, So it's a a shitty, like, B-movie. It's almost, like, worse than a B-movie. Like, they they made it shitty on purpose, right? All right. It's about these llamas from outer space, and it's a slasher film. So obviously, like, they're the movie monster, and they kill a lot of people, right? But, like, the lengths that this movie goes to be shitty, it blows my mind and like i had such a great time watching um because fucking what's it called um like let me just give you some examples right so the director of the movie is obviously a character in the movie and as is is a custom he wears a different shirt in every scene even when like (laughs) uh canonically or what's the word uh continuity wise um he was just running away like a moment ago. He had no time to change his shirt. Like every time the camera cuts away from him and cuts back, he's wearing a different shirt. And these aren't like different shades of a fucking plain shirt. These are graphic tees and different styles of shirts, tank tops, polos, button ups, like, and no one ever points it out. Um, and like, there, there's this, 
this little brother character who's like this pretentious virgin, right? Who's like super annoying. Uh, but he looks a little older than the older sister. Um, but like he slouches over and he's like a total like annoying little brother. And like the the sister, and this is a minor spoiler, I guess, but it's okay. Uh, so the, the older sister conspire because they, they throw a party. Their grandparents die in the first scene to the movie monster. And so they're throwing a big party at their grandparents' house because their mom makes them watch the house because their mom is terrible and can't be bothered, right? And their dad's not in the picture. So um, they throw a huge party for all the, the daughter's college friends. And she has this, like, really slutty friend who's, like, really, really likes to, like, fuck with virgins. And she's, so she tries to hook her up with his brother. It happens. The sex scene is super awkward because they're, like, licking each other and it's, like, not sex at all. And then he, like, his beard, like, grows a little longer and he's just like, I'm a man. And he he, he looks at the camera and it, like, pauses on his face for five seconds. He's like, yeah. And then his voice is, like, all of a sudden really deep. And he, like, does, he, like, carries the movie from there. And it's like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. It's, like intentionally bad and it's, it's like sharknado but on like steroids it's so much worse than sharknado sharknado had special effects this movie does not all the explosions because <laughs> okay. the llamas shoot lasers out of their That's eyes true. right okay. all the explosions are just fireworks going off and like they drew red on the fucking film for the laser beam <laughs> but you know what i would watch that movie again over like another marvel movie <laughs> like i'm not gonna go watch morbius i mean if I had nothing better to do and I really wanted to go to the theater for the really nice food and drinks, I mean, I would consider Morbius. But it's like, it's not my first choice, right? Um, But they, they should show movies like that because holy shit, that movie was fucking amazing. And it, it was so bad, it's good. Like, there are these two, like, alpha yeah. male characters that, like, they, they meet because one of them doesn't show up until halfway through the movie. And they just do, like, it was like that scene from, what was that movie? Predator, was it? Where, like, or or Commando? Where Arnold Schwarzenegger and the other guy, the two muscly man, they do the like the arm thing, and then like that's a meme. Oh, right, yeah. They had a moment like that, but they're not that they're not that buff. And the camera stays on their their handshake and shows them like, like, like shaking with like how much they're flexing their muscles, and it like it the camera stays on them for a good like fifteen seconds. Like it's way too long. It is intentionally bad, (laughs) but I loved every minute of it. It was so fucking funny. (laughs) Like. Bad video games are one thing. Bad movies are very enjoyable. But I, I've played some bad video games in my time that were not enjoyable, right? That's fair. Like, it, it's not the same. Bad on thing. purpose is a thing, though. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, like Metal Gear Rising, for example. Like, that game has excellent mechanics, excellent gameplay. The story is off the rails nuts and hilarious, right? And I would say the same thing of... Um, Stranger Paradise. Stranger probably, Paradise. Like, an example, too. Yes. Yeah. Just like... There's no way they didn't do this shit on purpose. Literally zero fucking way. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Love it for it. It's like, I and I beat Stranger in Paradise since we last talked, right? So I have now beaten the game, and I it just makes me want you to play it more. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, it's on the table. I, just, I have had no will to play anything lately, except Planet Side, but that, that's fine. That's 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 just my flavor of right now but like we play planet side for fun <laughs> yeah but like genshin has there's so much shit i gotta do and i just haven't been feeling it you're so behind it's like god uh, and then and then i have there is something i genuinely want to do in elden ring mm-hmm. what's that but then uh well, so tell me more. someone 
<laughs> Someone started a player covenant, which sounds cringy, but it's actually really fun to fuck around with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Where the idea is you're supposed to go make like a souped up character, but at a low level. And instead, but instead of invading to uh, fuck over new players, the idea is to put our summon signs down to, to join and help them through when other invaders invade to do the same thing. <laughs> so you're like um, anti-gank, anti-gankers. Okay, yeah, it's pretty funny. People call you up when they're getting ganked, and it's like, help me, I I need help, and then you show up and you just like wipe the floor with whoever the fuck. Yep, <laughs> that's that's the plan at least. That's so. that's funny. You know, no hate there. That's that's pretty funny. Um, I still haven't played Elden Ring. I, I probably won't at this point, just because I I never played Dark Souls either. Like it's just not my kind yeah. of game. And I struggled through Stranger in Paradise because it's the it's that kind of game, and that's not my kind of game. But I put up with it because I really like the the franchise, right? Um, and the story was fucking nuts, right? Like I ha- I got some serious Metal Gear Rising vibes, but I think um. It never really goes like full crazy like Milligan Rising does at the end, which I was a little disappointed about. But there is a season's pass, so like they could fix that with DLC. Like, yeah, apparently the DLC is supposed to be a direct continuation too. So. Yes, uh, and I'm very excited about that. Um, and I don't want to. I mean, I know what the DLC is, but like uh, I won't speculate here because you don't know what happens to the plot. Um, sure. But like it's exciting, and I hope it gets even more crazy because. Like, the protagonist in Stranger Paradise is an absolutely unhinged man. Like, it reminds me a little bit of Goblin Slayer, right? Like, he's definitely got that, like, autistic protagonist sort of, like, look and feel. Like, he ha- he cares about a one thing. He's very narrow-minded. Um, I know that's not necessarily autistic traits, but, like, that's what people say about Goblin Slayer. And, in, in, in terms of, like, media yeah. coverage, I mean, with, obviously, unless you do a full fucking character study on a character, you're never really going to get that out of right. anyway, so... So as far as it matters, yeah, that's right. Yeah, if you know, you know. People make jokes about Goblin Slayer being, you know, you know, such a progressive. I think the author so, even mentioned it yeah. at one point, if I remember correctly. It's like it's an autistic protagonist. So. Respect it, and it's like it's just the same dude, but he, instead of goblins, it's chaos and all things evil. Yep. And he uh, really, really hates that. <laughs> like, I mean, I can't both wait. have very real reasons to hate them. Let's be real here. I, uh, well, J- Jack, maybe not. Like, he doesn't. Part of the plot is that he doesn't remember anything. Um, oh, I guess that's fair. And it's not like, oh no, amnesia. Like, like you would hear about. No, it's actually like intentional. Like, um, it's part of the plot. Um, the the I, mechanism in which they are losing their memories is part of. The I plot. hate that amnesia gets such a bad rap because I feel like amnesia is one of those things that can be done really, really well. With just a little bit of planning, and it gets it gets labeled as a cliche thing, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that becomes kind of a negative aspect to something because then people just half-assed it, use it as a cop out. Which that's fair if that happens, that's fucking garbage. But I think mm-hmm. amnesia has like some really great uses, especially yeah. with having an established character that you can then use as a tool to teach the world to your viewer, to your viewers or readers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you have a bunch of characters that are already pre-established, how the hell do you teach anyone about the world? Just randomly have it be explained to them? That's fucking stupid. Yeah. If you give them amnesia, that stupidity goes out the fucking window. I don't think they it go into too much depth again. Um, in Stranger Paradise. The depth you're looking for, definitely not there. No, no, I just mean but, in general. Yeah. I, I don't I don't like that it gets ba- a bad rap because I think it has its place. Yeah, and, and a cool thing is as you progress through the game, like they start getting their memories back. Because their memories didn't disappear. Like There's other shenanigans afoot. So, yeah. um, it's not like 
those memories are gone. Like you find out who they were and they find out with you and they react to it. And it's kind of cool. Um, Anyways, enough about Batman, enough about Stranger in Paradise. Um, I wanted to talk to you, Victim, about last night. Uh, so, oh, yeah, yeah. where do I even start? So, let me set the story. So, the other day, there's this guy. Shows up in our Discord. He's like, hey, I need to get in touch with the, the Melomancy guys from the Warframe clan. And, you know, uh, Skuma, who's been on our show last few episodes here, you know, he points out, like, oh, yeah, Dylan and Hydra are the ones that still play that game. Um, so I know we've talked about Warframe in the past, but I feel like this story deserves some context. So I'm going to start from the beginning, right? So obviously, uh, Warframe was a game that I picked up uh, when I didn't, and I just had a laptop. I didn't have a graphics card. I didn't have my first computer yet, right? I played it. It was, um, it was Cube Cheat's recommendation. He was like, yeah, try this. It's great. Um, and what happened? Um, it was simple. It was Excalibur Prime was on sale. It was early days, Warframe. Like my account's fucking old. I got no numbers in my name. And I'm never getting rid of it. Um I dropped it because we were playing other shit. We were playing Minecraft, right? HeroCraft. Go see episode yeah. one if you want to hear about that. It's not what it, it's, not what it <laughs> it's not what it sounds like, and I'm not gonna go into detail. I promise it's not what it sounds like. But we were playing that. And then we were just starting to delve into Planet Side and Guild Wars around the same time, right? As an alternative. Um and so Warframe was this game I just had in the back burner, right? Um, so when I got my first graphics card, because I built a computer for $1,000, uh, which at the time was fine. And $1,000, like, that was, like, a little bit of savings and a little bit of, hey, my birthday's coming up. Throw me some money, parents. And they were like, okay, sure. Like, it was different back then. And $1,000 was a lot to me back then. It's not now. <laughs> but it was back then. I just got solar panels installed on my roof. That was 50 grand. But like back then that was a lot of fucking money to me. And to some people that's still a lot of fucking money, right? Cuz yeah. they don't work full time with the uh, or they work minimum wage, which sucks. And that that yeah, I used to be that way. Um so $1000 used to be a lot. And I so I got the computer built. Uh it got me through the first parts of college. Didn't have a graphics card. I'm like, "Eh, I'll use the integrated graphics from Intel uh, on the Intel chip uh, in the meantime. Everything looked like ass, but it worked. And then I got a, I think it was a AMD R9 290, I think was the card. This was in 2012, right? Um, and I remember showing off like Guild Wars, like, look, I turned the shaders on. It looks so different. And then I, I boot up Warframe. Uh, and I'm like, guys, look, my graphics card, it works. Everything's so pretty. And then I remember Hydro and you and Shret were like, yep. Dylan, what the fuck is that game? What is that? And I was like, well, <laughs> this is Warframe. It had, it's had a couple updates since I last played. This new frame called Hydroid just came out. I think it was update 12. Yep. Right? It was like 12 or 13 that we, when we got in. Yeah. And I still only had the starter Excalibur. Like, I didn't get very far when I first started, right? Um, so it's like, I'm no veteran by any means. We basically started at the same time. I just had an old account. So everyone's like, checks it out with me. Cause I'm just playing it to test my graphics card. I, I didn't have any intent to actually play, but like getting in a squad of four people. Cause before it was just me and, and stealth. I called him cute cheat earlier. That's his old username. He goes by stealth. Um, but you know, me and stealth would play 
and we would go through like Mercury, the first planet on the star chart, try to get to the second one, right? And in the early days of Warframe, it told you how many players were on each tile set in queue. Um, and so like they eventually started hiding that number because that's a difficult number to count. Um, and sometimes it's low, seeing the low number is discouraging because some maps are just yeah. ass and nobody's playing them, right? Um, and they didn't have proper matchmaking. So it's like they eventually hit that number. But back then we're like, I don't know if this game's going to make it, right? Um, obviously, you know, Total Biscuit, you know, you know, may he rest in peace, um, did a really positive video on Warframe in its early days, and that boosted its popularity into viability. And then fucking 10 years later, they're still alive. They just, they just celebrated their ninth anniversary, right? They have a special event going on right now. I mean, they were kind of floating for a little bit there. But... Yeah, definitely. And they still got some problems to address, but they're definitely uh, in a better state now than they were before. Um, but they owe a lot of their success to Total Biscuits coverage back in the day. Yeah. He gave them a chance. I mean, they, without yeah. a large foundation player base, no one would have come back when they did a big update. Mm -hmm. Because they needed that they needed that player base in the beginning, mm -hmm. not now. Right. Kind of deal. That's, a, that's a weird way to phrase that, I guess. Also, but. in the beginning, they had the whole star chart, and they had the void key system, and it was like actually difficult to sort of get through the whole thing right yeah and nowadays people take star chart completion for total granted like that's kind of table stakes at this point right i mean in order to play the game you pretty much have to do it right yeah so just one of those moments where like with it not being necessary it was a bit of an accomplishment right and so now like yeah getting through the star chart is like a, a rite of passage for new players but not necessarily like repeatable content for veterans like they're doing other shit in that game uh there are other like spheres of gameplay that's that's what that's what kanzo always used to say spheres of gameplay i fucking turn into kanzo aren't i i'm yep. so sorry <laughs> spheres evolve of gameplay in, now it's, evolve into kanzo but so there are other evolve, evolve. <laughs> there are other places where people in warframe are spending their fucking time and that's just what they're doing now and so Back in the day, um, Mel and Mancy was like, we got in. Everyone started playing the game because it looked really pretty on my computer, and I wanted to show it off. And then everyone's like, "What space ninjas? I love sci-fi. There's no game like this on the market. It still isn't." <laughs> and you know, they jump in. We have a great fucking time. We all go different paths for like upgrading our shit. Like, um, like I think your first early frame was Frost, which was a big, uh, yep. a big boon to us because Frost was very, very meta. Because his um, defensive little frost bubble was really good for the defense objectives, which was the best way to farm prime parts in the void, right? That has fallen off. That's not the best way to farm now. Uh, right now, damage is meta. So being able to clear enemies before they even touch the defense target is the meta. And there's, you know, other fucking game modes that people play more often than that to even farm that stuff, right? So the meta just kind of moved away from frost. But, you know, you had other frames that you liked. Um, and other weapons and, and means of, of gameplay. And we had a bunch of other friends, like like V-Dog was a big fan of stealth, so he, he played Loki. Um, Hydra was into the big tanky, big number damage. He always played Rhino with the big, you know, the, the, the big dick damage weapons, like the fucking grenade launcher. And, and it's yep. fine, you know. Uh, many options were available. I played a lot of Excalibur, which is the first frame I got. Uh, we used that to grind because... Excalibur had a very, very potent room-clearing ability, which was really good on high-level maps if you build it a certain way. And I was able to power-level you all as you experimented with new shit. 
and then you know irony she would she would play trinity and that was that was fun so during our adventure in warframe this is where the context comes in i'm getting to a story about last night so um during our time in warframe this thing called trials came out they're basically warframe's version of raids those have been removed but de is thinking about bringing them back Maybe. They should. They should, but they need to come up with a good way to sustain it because they literally couldn't. the entire reason we were ever relevant mm-hmm. in 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 Warframe. In Warframe, I mean, yeah. Basically, we've had other stints of relative re- relevancy across in, in games, especially in yeah, but... uh, a few that we're not going to go into right now. But uh, in Warframe, uh, Mill and Mancy's sort of claim to relevancy was the raids, the the trials, because. It was hard content. We had mastered a lot of the different types of gameplay that there were. And so we saw this coming out and we're, we got, we learned about it and we're like, okay, this is our thing. We're going to get really good at this and everyone's going to come to us. Right. Yeah. And we're going to become like, famous. Like to put it into perspective, Warframe raids were so new and so many people had no idea what to, what to expect that there was no one who had pre-done them. No mm-hmm. one had finished them. And no one was racing to be the first to finish them. They just had no idea what the fuck was going on. They were just going to do them casually the same way people have been playing the game up to that point. We kind of just didn't do that. And we said, fuck it. We're going to beat this thing as quick as possible. We're among some of the first clears uh, on them. Uh, I don't think they kept that metric. So we can only really speculate if we did. Which number we were. But but we were definitely among the first. Mm-hmm. very very close it was like within like a couple days not even a full week it was like a couple days yeah i remember our mumble server was fucking packed full of strangers mm-hmm. because we were like yeah you want to learn the raid you want to get in our next raid run yeah alliances were clamoring to have us be a part of them uh mm-hmm. they were if they weren't asking us to be a part of them they were asking some of our guys to go help them learn the raid help them clear the raid we were um i forget what tret said but basically him and hydro were basically being like bagged by like somewhere in the like the range of like 50 some odd groups yeah that just wanted them and they they had incentives they had plat they had mods they had stuff resources right yeah and they were ready to trade and barter for our time and our expertise so like our mumble server was like packed full of people there were fucking queues of people waiting for to be in the next run you know people were valued for their different builds because it's not like fucking Guild Wars or World of Warcraft where there's like meta raid builds that you go on a website and you just copy, right? We were yeah, just trying so you... shit to see like what worked. Like I played We just had Oberon. everything. We had everything, so we just fucking fiddled around until we got the right shit. Yeah. Like we found a role for me playing fucking pre-buff Oberon. That was not oh, a yeah, good that's frame. Fair. But I found I a way to make him useful for the raid. And it I made it make sense. And nobody else used that that by the way, they didn't have we, that mentality. They're like, we offered a mm-hmm. couple of different like ways through. I remember, I think it was Hydro who had built a bunch of comps for it, mm-hmm. and we used the one that we beat it with, uh, which was mm-hmm. the Oberon one. And I don't think anyone took that because they still, even though we're like, you can clear it with this, they're like, no, we don't want that. It's like, I don't want to play Oberon. Oberon, I don't want to invest in Oberon, and it's like, or or, or they didn't have them or something, right? Right, because so like, if that at that point it was time investment for something that they were only going to use once technically mm-hmm. i mean obviously whatever but yeah no there, there was a lot of things going on there um i i remember hydra specifically um i think it was the alliance we ended up joining he helped out their king like their their big guys mm-hmm. their yeah um and i remember he came back like a couple hours later 
after like he said he was gonna go do that and they're like oh how'd it go and he's like they're fucking bad at the game <laughs> <laughs> he's just like they can't fucking listen or do anything they don't they don't understand what the fuck they're doing i fucking miss <laughs> like, that shit, oh man. my god yeah it just it was it was vin- it, in a way it was a uh, vindication is the wrong word but it was like we, we had been looking at a lot of these guilds or i forget they're called clans i clans. think actually um you know doing all their big shit like they used to run there was this like weird pseudo pvp thing where they mm-hmm. made this big alliance so they were owning the living shit out of like everything and you couldn't touch them you couldn't be near them so we never even tried mm-hmm. right and basically outfit uh, outfits well i got plenty of on the brand um <laughs> these clans are basically just tearing shit up until raids dropped and then we were king shit mm-hmm. we were the most powerful thing on the fucking you know map for warframe and these big alliances couldn't even like clear it yeah like that they, dopamine hit that you get when you warp gate somebody in planet side and melanmancy is right there on the who did it like that yeah. it was the same shit right but for warframe <laughs> it, it was it was really good it, it was really fun yeah so I, you know, I was the Oberon player and, you know, Destiny was the Trinity player for the raid comp. But um, uh, I had another important role in the clan, which was, you know, uh, me and Destiny, we were responsible for power leveling all of the people. Uh, because in Warframe, like the default clan size is 10 and the size of your clan, like how many people you can have in it determines the cost of res- like the resource cost of researching weapons and the research of weapons in your clan dojo like research labs which are things that you build with resources and then you fund research using more resources um to then effectively talk to a, an item shop that sells you blueprints for good shit that you can't get without a clan um which is an incentive for joining one um we want almost everything new gets put in there too funny enough, yeah. But yeah and so we wanted to be a clan worth joining too so we funded all the research so we had all this good shit and oh yeah between me, Hydro, and uh, pretty much our core group, but mm-hmm. I think I mean Hydro ended up being the ones that went the longest. Um, we had funded literally everything. We had a filled mm-hmm. out clan entirely. We still do. Um, is it still filled out? Yeah. Shit. Okay. Me and Hydro have been yeah. keeping it up. So um, what happened was is as we got popular and basically Warframe famous with the fucking raids, we um, expanded how many people we can have in the clan. I think at most we went up to the the tier that has three hundred people. Um, I think that's as high as we went. Because yeah, I think we did go there for a little bit. We we st- mm-hmm. we stayed at 100 for a while though. Yeah, but we we eventually upgraded to the 300 because we were tired of kicking people who were kind of active still. 300 was a lot more comfortable because by the time we reached 300, there was some obvious inactive people to kick, right? Uh, so we can keep inviting new blood that wants to learn. And mine and Irony's job, right? Destiny. Uh, what we did was um, we trained the new players. There was this farm called Draco. The, the current farm, for those listening who are familiar with Warframe, is Hydron. So if you've ever been to Hydron, it's the same fucking idea, right? It's a high-level defense mission against the Grenier enemies, and you mod yourself such that Grenier is easy to kill because they're a bit of a one-trick pony as a faction. And you can exploit that to quickly level up all your shit. Um, boosters still fucking help. But we were able to... Um, so if I defeat them with a Warframe ability... Uh, I share the affinity, the experience with the party, right? And so uh, Destiny would have Trinity giving me unlimited energy with her energy vampire skill. And then my Excalibur, before Excalibur was reworked, would use his ultimate ability, Radial Javelin, which was later demoted to not an ultimate ability and not as good. But at the time, it was his ultimate, and it was very strong. And I would just 
spam radial javelin using a mod that allowed me to do it quickly um and made just that ability strong and everything else was worthless and i would just stand in the middle of the arena and i would crank out radial javelin after radial javelin and we would stay in the defense mission as long as we could we go to wave 20 wave 30 whatever it took right the, the enemies would get so strong they would one shot our noobs but we fucking power leveled those dudes and we maxed out all their shit so they could do the raids and so yep. they can contribute resources to the clan vault by clearing content that they are now equipped to deal with, right? We we even did that for a while just to get new shit up because I remember mm -hmm. Hydro he wanted to try and beat it with everything he fucking could. Mm -hmm. Like he 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 was looking for he didn't he wasn't content doing it one way. He needed to do it like yeah. anyways. Like it wasn't just noobs that we leveled up. Like we we also helped Hydro level all of his stuff up and he he helped me make the build that I did with Excalibur mm -hmm. to do to crank out all those radio javelins. Like and it was fine. Like that it worked really well. Um that brings us to my story. So last night, one of those noobs that we dragged through Draco to level up stumbled into our Discord. And I was like, who are you? Where did... It's funny. I remembered him. Yeah. I, I actually remembered the name, but... It's funny because that wasn't his name. Like, yeah, that was his Discord name. Or his Discord name. Yeah, yeah. Because he was on a previous Discord account that also had the same name was in our Discord already. But, um, so I... He, he shows up in Discord. He's like, hey, I need to get in touch with the Warframe clan. And then, you know, Skuma, he's like, yeah, I talked to D Dylan and Hydro. And I, I swoop in. I'm at work, but I'm, like, on my phone on Discord, like, chatting with this guy. And um, he was like, yeah, I don't know if you remember me. Uh, I was, like, a child. I'm 22 now. This was nine years ago. <laughs> um, it's funny because his username in Warframe was SceneKid1997. He was born in 2000. He he. That was his username because he was lying about oh, his age. Oh, okay. I actually do. <laughs> I I remember his. Oh my fucking god! I remember Scene Kid. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I, I remember him. Uh, Even more, at now. least by name. I'm trying to think. His like, first name was Lucas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was Tret and me that used to hang out with him. Yeah, like he used to. He, he was one of. We had a couple randoms over. The, so we we had a filled out clan for the for the record. Mm -hmm. we, we already went over this. But we had very few of them that would come and hang out. We had a lot in of them would chat. get in for raids, but they mm -hmm. wouldn't. They wouldn't just hang out. The it ones that hung him, out were the keepers. They're the ones that don't get kicked for inactivity, right? Yeah, it was him, JRC, if you remember Jay, mm -hmm. and oh, there was one other that I can't remember right now. Aside from like sneaky thing. The people that be sneaky thing. Yes, um, there was a few others. Um, I was going through screenshots because we were trying to find his name because. Oh. As the story goes, like he shows up, his name was Silver Colt, and he might listen to this episode. Like I told him, I had a podcast. That's actually how he found the Discord, because the way he told oh. me was like, so his he abruptly left our clan when he sold his computer when he was young or his parents sold. I don't remember for some reason his computer was gone. Right? Yeah. And so there goes his whole PC online identity with video games. He started over. Right? He was a console player for a bit. Right? Uh, he lived a different life. Whatever. You know, it's cool. He's an adult now. Happens. He uh, lives with a roommate in the middle of nowhere, Midwest, I guess, doing like a manual labor job. And he was telling me. Oh, he, lives, he lives near Tret, probably. <laughs> maybe. Uh, so he was telling me how um, he had his roommate was playing Warframe, right, on the Xbox. And he's like, man, I don't get this fucking game. I don't understand. And he goes to, he turns to our, our friend Silvercult here, you know, and he's like, hey, <laughs> like, do you know anything about this game? What the fuck am I doing wrong? And he's just like, 
bro, that game was my fucking childhood, right? But it's like a distant memory to him, right? Because it's been so many. It's been nine years, or I guess that's when right. that happened. It was probably like seven years because right? that was a little bit ago, right? And so he plays on the Xbox. I think he gets his account into the teens. I think he's like MR like 10, 12, 17. I don't remember. Um, thinking. I think it was um, totally not stalling for time because someone came in the background of your camera. Sorry, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I told them I was recording and she forgot. It's all good. Uh, so this guy, right? He um, he starts over on Xbox. I think he gets to like MR12, 13. It was in the teens somewhere. Pretty accomplished, right? That's pretty far. Uh, gets through all the way through the second dream, War Within Quest, um, which at the time, you know, was pretty fucking far. Not anymore, but um, yeah. he gets a Nintendo Switch and he does it all over again. Don't know why he did that. <laughs> he didn't really go into detail about why he played Warframe on the Switch, but he did. Uh, I think. He, I mean, it's free. It's, it, Might yeah, as well it's free. It. He had to start over. Handheld. Um, and so he doesn't have to switch no more. Um, and he doesn't have any faith that Nintendo will allow cross save uh, because Nintendo is Nintendo. Well, not. Yeah. Because cross save is kind of. I mean, they will if the company wants it. Yeah. But they have to. And I say I say want as in mm-hmm. they, they have to lobby for it pretty much. Like Fortnite, for instance, has it. Mm-hmm. I think with like it's either with PC or Sony. But not with Xbox. I'm not. I've, yeah. it's, it's in one direction they have it, yeah. but either way. So he's in this unfortunate sort of awkward position where he has like essentially four Warframe accounts, two PC ones, an Xbox, and a Switch, and they're all at different progression states. They have different equipment, and um, all he has access to right now is a PC, and that's like not as far as the accounts he left behind. And the one that's actually far enough to be worth copying over is on the switch, which is probably not going to get cross safe. So he's kind of fucked. Right. Um, so I'll, he was talking about the time it. Being. Yeah. So he has these two PC accounts. He can't remember the name of the first one. It's been that long. Right. But he, he yeah. remembers his second one, which was silver cult. He logs in and he noticed his, his orbiter is all watermelon colors. He's like, that's fucking weird. And then he's like, wait a minute. Melon <laughs> melons. They were obsessed with watermelons. I remember, right. He remembered melon Mancy. Didn't remember the name. He just remembered Melon. He goes into Google. He types in Melon, and, and then he starts, like, types the letter M. And Melomancy Podcast is the first result. I did fucking something right. He finds our website, right? He's like, these are the fucking guys. He sees that, you know, we have a podcast, and we have a contact link, and we have a Discord. That's how he fucking got there, right? That was how he showed up. That feels good. It that does, feels really actually. good, actually. I, I felt really good hearing the story. And so, um, so we get in chat that night, because I'm like, I got plans. It was Easter Sunday. And I was like, I got plans. But like after the kids go to sleep, because I got kids now. Right. I didn't back then. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'll hop in. Right. You know, uh, and, and Destiny comes with me. Um, we both show up, talk to him on chat uh, on, on Destiny's computer. I updated Planet Side and Warframe. So I wasn't sure what we were going to do. Right. They're both updated now on her computer. Uh, ended up playing Warframe. We only played like one round, uh, but we, we talked for like fucking two hours. Right. Like that dude's got like the the podcast to ramble, right? You know, he's definitely got the talent for talk, right? Fair. And uh, maybe we'll have him on the show sometime. I, I should think I should invite him. I think you, you'd like him. Um, I obviously didn't recognize his voice because he was a squeaker, right? Like, and he knows this, right? Um, if I recall correctly, he kind of had like that 
young high schooler mm-hmm. sound going when yeah. we were when we used to talk to him because he was a child and he knows this right? yeah yeah uh he is 22 he, he's 21 going on 22 right now born in the year 2000 right um so i the way i explained it to him that really made him realize just how fucking long ago that was is imagine the age you are right now 21 and dealing with your child self that was me nine years ago and so he's like between 13 and 15 yeah yeah he was between 13 and 15 uh when we met him because um, we we started about i think like 2012 ish yeah but i think the the but raid it would have been a couple of years later. before raids mm-hmm. so i have i found a screenshot where i was in a party with them and we were we were doing shit together and that screenshot was from 2015 so it was on the later end of your estimate right i think he yeah, was 15 okay. at the time um Long fucking time ago, though, absolute blast from the past, right? We were talking about, you know, how shit played out, fucking Warframe. Tried to sell him on Planet Side. I don't think he's convinced because he needs to be taught. And I was like, if you... It, it is not an easy game to learn. It, no. it, it's it, it's one of those games that's an estimate of like 100 hours learning curve, yeah. which is, don't get me wrong, not a fun time. I almost quit mm-hmm. Guild Wars 2 because they're like, we need 100 matches. And like, yeah, fuck that. I ain't, no, that's I, I'm not good. No, mm, right. No, mm. I told him like uh, yeah. it's a big investment to learn this fucking game, but like if you want to, it's so fun tag to us. learn it though. We will bring you along. the The cool thing about Planet Side that makes us keep coming back to it is that there's no par- party size limit. I mean, there is, but it's huge, right? Um, we'll never fill it out, and never. even if we did, we can still play on the same map as long as yeah. our if we don't exceed two hundred people. We're fine, mm-hmm. and that has a lot of value. Like Warframe, the thing that killed us in the like the close to hiatus days when we were like grades were gone and we were winding down on warframe right um was the four-man party like if four yep. people are online and they're down for warframe we're gonna have a great fucking time as soon as the although at least shows up, warframe was soloable yeah so if you were doing shit you could at least hang out in voice yeah. it, it, it warframe definitely had at least that going for it mm-hmm. but. but being a fifth wheel to like a party of four having a great time Fucking sucks, dude. Like, what, what's up with the four per, four person party? And now some games are doing three person parties. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why yeah. are you developing games around that shit, motherfuckers? It's like I want, especially games more. that want to call themselves MMOs. It's like, mm-hmm. fuck you. You're not massive. You're hardly multiplayer at that point. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's like fucking nine year old game, Planet Side Two. I can load up like twelve of my friends in a single bus and drive our asses to the enemy spawn point and shit on them. Like, <laughs> you know what? I gotta say it. I don't understand why some of these games, especially games like Planetside, no no shame to Planetside. Old game, players are going to come and go at that point. Mm-hmm. No shame, you know. But, like, it's a lower population game. between. It's in the thousands of players. Mm-hmm. I think you could argue that it probably hits around, like, 10 to 50K on, like, really big updates, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I forget the exact numbers, but, you know, it, it's still pretty small for, sure. for, that, for that kind of game. Um why hasn't another company tried to come in and do what it does, but better and on a larger scale? Yeah, and with all the hype of a new release. Yeah. They don't. They're afraid. Like, Planetside 3 will destroy the market as long as it comes out and isn't Battlefield 2042. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, Battlefield 2042, that's still, like, what, 128 versus 128, like, fucking shooter matches? <laughs> no, it's 10v10. What? Sorry, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> Nobody plays it. It's dead. It's a right. dead game. <laughs> there's only 20 people playing it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I explained this to Scene Kid last night, right? I told him, 
Uh, so if you look at like Steam charts, which isn't an accurate number because there's a standalone client, but if you look at Steam charts, right, you, there's only a couple thousand people playing this game, which for a multiplayer game sounds fucking dead. Like if Splitgate only had like a thousand players, like you'd be playing with the same people every match, ish, right? Yeah. Like that's not very many players, but in Planet Side, they're all playing on the same fucking map, so it's fine. Peak hours are still a queue. I, 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 I hate so there's two two directions. There's people that will either compare Battlefield the planet side to, to a T, and then other people that'll say that they're nothing alike. But they really it's somewhere in between, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that, that's usually the fucking answer. It's a combined arms game, so it, yeah, it's gonna exactly. be compared. Yeah. But then Planet Side is a ten year old surviving game. And Battlefield Four, actually, I guess, is also a ten year old surviving game at this point. But um you know, I think I actually have similar numbers too. Uh, I think Battlefield 4 is finally starting to die down in popularity uh, as people are willing to play Battlefield 1 or something like that. I forget. I just watched a video on this that, that compared the um, the population balance between the games. But Like, dude, my, my, my real-life friend group, like, you know, Jordan and friends, like, they're still playing the first Killing Floor. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, who, who Killing Floor 2... <laughs> Hot take, maybe, but that game was a flop, in my opinion. It wasn't very good. It was. Too... I never played it. Like I have it. I have it on my Steam account installed on my computer right now. I have never launched it. It was one of those games that it really <laughs> was trying to nickel and dime you. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't necessarily predatory, although I think it was a little bit. But most of its issues was the nickeling and diming. It's just there's a lot Killing of hubris. One had modding support. It feels like there's a lot of hubris that the developers thought they could make a better game than Killing Floor One because Killing Floor One is fucking perfect. Like that game is so good. It's and if and if you felt like it wasn't perfect, because don't get me wrong, Killing Floor One, you play a match or two, shit's fucking old. Ten ten Mm -hmm. rounds takes like an hour sometimes. Mm -hmm. It can be really fucking long. You know, so okay, yeah, but like that's just a drop in, drop out kind of game. That whatever. Those games are like that. I mean, look at Team Fortress Two. Some of those matches used to last forever, literally forever, and you know whatever. But that's where mods come in, and and Killing Floor One had a lot of modded mm-hmm. servers. Killing What's Floor that? You want was a, a mod you want... of another game. That's like, true. That, exactly. Originally. You want Killing Floor, but with like 100 players? Boom, we got that. You want Killing Floor, but with like unlimited rounds? Boom, we got that. Mm-hmm. You want Killing Floor, but with like newer modded zombies and shit? It's like, well, I mean, it'll take you forever to fucking download it off their servers, mm-hmm. but we got that. Yeah. And they all show up in the lobby browser yeah. for games. Yeah. In the game, like you don't have because it was and... a source mod, yeah. so shit was easy as fuck. Just took forever, yeah. but so like it's the novelty is like supreme, and like yeah. I I haven't played and Killing the... Floor Two. Kind of did away with all of that. Yeah. I don't think any of that's there. Yeah. It might be. I haven't played it enough to tell you if it is or isn't, but I don't remember anyone mentioning it being there. They could have fixed so. it, and I wouldn't know. I haven't tried it. That's uh, for too. It has been a while. Who knows? Yeah, maybe uh, one of these days we'll have a Melomancy Killing Floor night because I know we all fucking have that game. God, I used to love just listening to the music. The music's fucking yeah. amazing. I remember. Uh, I, well, yes, I did like the music. I played a lot of Killing Floor, so there was a lot of times where I didn't have the music on, and I had my own music on. I remember I listened to a lot of Grendel. Your, fav- your favorite song gets old. Mm-hmm. You can quote me saying that your favorite song eventually becomes a garbage tier song that you just don't want to listen to anymore. That's a hot until take. until until like a year goes by and you're like yeah fuck I really love this song wonder why I stopped listening to it until you remember after like the fifty time you've listened to it again in the same day yeah but anyways 
like maybe uh, you, you listen to like your playlist a lot and then you get sick of songs and you change your playlist around and then one day you're in the car and the radio's on and you didn't flip your playlist on and that song starts playing. It's like, oh my God, I love Power Man 5000. I have forgot about this. And then it's like, oh, no, I remember now. That motherfucker <laughs> sued Final Fantasy fourteen. apparently. Did I he? heard the other night. Yeah. Power Man 5000? Uh, yeah, Sephiroth's theme is like, it's very clearly his style. It, in, in fact, when I heard it the first no time, no like, way. Did is he? That Man? It's not. He didn't do it, but apparently he sued them. I was I, like, "What?" I was like, "That's <laughs> fucked up, man." Like I, at first, I was like, "You know what? I, that's just pity on my part." Man, are you sure this isn't like a Rob Zombie? This isn't a Babylon Bee article or some Marvel. shit. Like, are you serious? maybe? But I, I GTA uh, was one telling me. So, I need. I need to fact check this. Our, one. our, our, our resident <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen nerd. So no, forget the typing. I gotta know. Um, yeah. Did Power Man five thousand? I just trust him on it. So there's there's always the chance that uh, I'm wrong, but I think it's the truth. So in 2016, they accuse. Oh my God, it's real! What the fuck? You should if you haven't heard. You've definitely heard it. We've cued it before in the bot, but it it is almost to a T a fucking. I remember my first, funny enough, to, to, to joke about what I just said, I think I the first time I heard it, I'm like, is that Rob Zombie? <laughs> Man has been playing second fiddle to his fucking brother the whole ride. I know, poor, poor Spider. So I can't blame him for being a little annoyed that they, they didn't steal from him, but they, they knocked off his sound. They knocked off his sound like, and everyone still thought it was Rob Zombie. Yeah, dude, uh... that's, that's so bad, I, I know. Being a little brother sucks. I loved both, by the way. I love both bands. Both bands were fucking amazing. But that's fucking funny. But actually, it's funny because I <laughs> wanted to talk about. It's funny that we get on this topic because uh, okay. I just bought Spotify. I bought Premium again. You did? It was ten bucks for three months, and I'm like, fuck it. I've been. I, I randomly opened it up the other night, and I just started listening, ads and all. Just didn't give a shit. It's like, yeah, fuck it. You know what? I've been listening. Let's do it. And then they give you billions upon billions of nostalgia playlists. So I'm like, you know what? I haven't listened to Linkin Park in a while. I'll click one of these Wait, nostalgia playlists. You mean those machine learning playlists that you get for free are only for premium users? No, 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 they're not. I just didn't bother to look oh. when I was listening normally. I just clicked fucking whatever mix was there and went. But yeah, no, so I went and I, I did that. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, listen and listen, listen, and, you know, Power Man, by the, Rob Zombie, mm-hmm. whatever, all that shit. Marilyn Manson comes on. I'm like, oh my God, I used to listen to Marilyn Manson. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, 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 like holy shit, songs I are forgot familiar, about that. But I never thought about it. <laughs> yeah, I just forgot. <laughs> fucking System of a Down comes on. I'm like, oh yeah, System of a Down. That's good, that's good. Like, I used to listen Surge, to Surge Tanning comes on. I'm like, oh my god, that's right. He had a solo fucking career. Mm-hmm. So much shit I had forgotten, man. Nostalgia is a Spotify remembers. Drug. And I fucking love that about <laughs> Spotify. Like, I'm a big proponent for owning physical copies of music and owning files, owning music. Like... You should still do that, right? But, like, there's so much good fucking music I would not have discovered if not for, like, the algorithms that Spotify uses. Like, normally algorithm bad, right? That's typically normal. Like, for Twitter, algorithm bad. Like, why aren't the tweets in chronological order? Like, that was a mistake, right? Um, Yeah. But fucking Spotify, like, I drink that shit up, man. Like, oh, they want to make a playlist out of shit I used to play a lot previous years, right? Stuff that I used to, like, listen to on repeat um 
but from previous years. And it's like that. I never would have thought to go back for that. And like, they, they got me covered and yeah. they'll like look at your listening trends and they'll make use machine learning to like come up with like playlists that have similar music. And so like, yeah, I listen to a very eclectic mix of music. Right. But they correctly subdivide them into multiple playlists. There's times when it doesn't, but more often than not, it does it right. The more you and listen to the it, the more thing. accurate it is. That's true. <laughs> yeah, like what they you have their your weekly or your discover weekly, mm-hmm. and then you have your release radar playlist. Yeah, that are like release radar is more for things that you've like liked. Release radar is only for bands you follow. No, it 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 definitely goes a little bit outside that Does sometimes. It? There's some some bands yeah. I definitely don't follow that I get in there, but they're like they're bands that I've liked a lot of their okay. songs. Um, I don't like I any songs. I only follow to their songs a lot. I, I have I, a lot of metrics. I, I do both. Okay, but yeah, I, I don't click that favor button very often. I forget it's there sometimes, but you know it works out. Um, I tend to do it just because I feel like anything to help their algorithm. Because again, like you said, their algorithm is actually really fucking good, mm-hmm. and it's unintrusive. It's based on what I listen to and what yeah. I fucking click the like button on or what I follow. Like it I, takes I'm sure. That. There's probably some malicious advertising, like well, it is based out. on Chrome's infrastructure, so I'm sure yeah. there's some level of that. That's maybe not even their fault. And but I, so. I've heard like the theories, like oh, Spotify can analyze what kind of mood you're in based on the music you're listening to and the names of your playlists. And I mean, like, anybody can. You you overhearing my music can do that. <laughs> so I mean, I'm not entirely. Oh certain. no, that's a big deal. Victims playing "Lonely Day" by System of a Down again. <laughs> don't go in there no i get it like it's like they they, you didn't need a machine learning algorithm to figure that out thanks spotify (laughs) but yeah so i'm a big fan of spotify i happily pay for it i also i pay for the family plan so like i pay 16 dollars uh like a month it's still really cheap Mm -hmm. if you're listening to at least an entire album out of the month you've gotten your money back I listen to it for like, at like five hours a day, at least. Then you every are day. you're probably like somewhere in the like twenty times in your money. Like it yeah. is intense how much you, use you get out of it. And guess get get this, a lot of people don't talk about how consumer friendly Spotify is. And mm-hmm. this is I swear to God we're not no ad no, no nothing. I just not genuinely sponsored. love Spotify. Um, if you don't have premium and you just don't want ads, and obviously this isn't going to be you know the best option. But if you just click play individually on each track, they don't play ads. Hmm. You can literally skip ads perfectly fine as long as you don't let a song fully end. And guess what? Most songs have dead air at the end for like five or so seconds. So you can do that pretty reasonably. If you're paying attention. Also, <laughs> as long as you're paying attention. If you're listening yeah, to like obviously. a podcast that has ad inserts, like they're partnered with Spotify, like officially, they'll have these insert ads over their show that aren't part of the show's audio. And... um yeah, it's intrusive, but like as soon as it pops up, it changes like the song you're listening to, and you could just seek to the end of the end of the ad, and then it it's done. <laughs> or you could just mute too, because I know uh, when you're listening to music, you can't seek through the ad, but mm-hmm. you can um, you can just mute if you don't listen to it. Yeah, I remember uh, one year during Halloween, Spotify was playing this really obnoxious horror ad that I just couldn't mm-hmm. fucking stand. It was like the only ad they would fucking play, so I would just every time I would Alt Tab click mute and just do what i was doing for like 10 seconds hmm. so 
it's so it, it, again not not very intrusive honestly at the end of the day yeah um, i like it when artists advertise on spotify i kind of miss those ads because i haven't had ads it, in a long time uh, snoop dogg it just had one actually that, I, that keeps coming up really? before i bought premium yeah i was like okay i i can i can handle this this is at least still music yeah it's and like, then at the end it's like listen to my new album and it's like oh cool awesome yeah like, or um, I don't know if that's what it said, but you know what I mean? Something akin to that. So. I remember, like, I would get song previews for albums that, like, sound like music I would like from artists I did not know. Um, yeah. Like, one of them was called Slow Mine. That was uh, the name of a band. And they had a bunch of Spotify ads. And I'm like, I've never heard of this. And that song, the songs in that album were bangers. And I was like, that's great. Well, thanks, Spotify. And But I've been paying for premium for so many years now that I, I don't even remember what the ads are like. <laughs> Just, We're just proving that we'd be great at showing. <laughs> we would be great. And our show is on Spotify. Wink. No, it, it's just yeah, RSS yeah. feed, right? Spotify Honestly, is though, listening, but... I, I don't want to sound like we're just playing up, you know, big corporate... Oh, yeah, no, for corporation evil, I know. But Spotify is genuinely a good product. Yeah. It, like, how many other products are there, like Pandora or SiriusXM or... Whatever, where like they charge you stupid amounts of money, and they don't even have a free version for that matter. I love it when people like they, they get really mad about Spotify on like social media on like Twitter and stuff, right? And it's usually because of Joe Rogan, and you know, not to defend Joe Rogan because he's kind of an idiot, right? Um, Self-proclaimed idiot, mind you. And, and that's fine. Like his shows, <laughs> but enter- either way, yeah. his shows entertaining because he's a fucking comedian. We've talked about it before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but some people get real butt hurt over like his content and the people that are on his show for like superfluous reasons that are bullshit and um or for reasons where like bro you can think for yourself chill so you get a bunch of people on twitter that tag the spotify account or the spotify podcast account or whoever the fuck's tweeting that they see and it's like ah just canceled my spotify premium today gonna go over to uh you know a competitor that cares more about the world like itunes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah apple with their suicide nets on their chinese factories right and yeah. uh also fucking what's his face um i forget his name um i forget his name but there's like some like super like right wing like like fox news guy that um or no it was one of the breitbart people i think it was uh fuck was that guy's name i don't fucking remember but like there's a plenty of like like right wing and like Trump supporting like podcasts on iTunes that like are way more out of line from what these people would probably believe than Joe Rogan is, but here they are grandstanding about giving business to iTunes over Rogan, but yeah. like people that they probably hate a lot more making money on iTunes, and it's like the hypocrisy is hilarious. It's like you don't actually have Spotify Premium. I don't believe you. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> You're not canceling you anything. It. You canceled it and then you resubbed. Mm-hmm. So you got the confirmation email for your fake internet points. Yeah. Again, I'm a big advocate for just owning the music that you listen to. And also, I think like music players on your computer are totally underrated. Like uh, that experience is fucking awesome. Remember Winamp back in the day? Yes. Like uh, Winamp was an unstoppable juggernaut. You know, shoutcasts were cool. Like if Winamp was still relevant, like still a thing you could go get, um, which I guess you could. Can't you get their open source version of it now? There's no open source version of it. There, there's a couple of open source competitors like Amp3. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Okay. I, I don't know if they're actually open source, though. They're just free. Uh, but like Amp3, FUBAR2000, those are Windows apps you can get. Uh, and there's tons of Linux ones that are, of course, open source and also very, very good. 
Um, but like Winamp brought Shoutcast to the world, right? And Shoutcast is just a little file you download and it just, it provides you with internet radio, right? And it makes streaming internet radio easy. And I think, I firmly believe that if Winamp was still like the way, right? And Shoutcasts were a big deal still, this show would be a Shoutcast. Oh, right? probably. And I might still make a Shoutcast because I, I, I told you before, I was thinking about like, um, starting a, a, a Fediverse centric show. Cause our show is not Fediverse centric. I bring it up all the time. Cause that's where my social media is. And it feels weird to not explain it every time it comes up. Um, cause that's kind of unusual to the outside listener. But, um, I really enjoy the shit out of that. And I think I could probably do a radio, like an online, like radio show, audio only, maybe live only. Maybe I won't save it, the recording, or maybe I will. Right. And just do I mean, like a real radio. radio station. Yeah. And maybe I'll play music. I don't know. Like, that's not legal. But, uh, you know, pirate radio is fun. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Like, not like, <laughs> uh, even even if, like, someone wanted to, like, legally hassle you, they would just cease and desist. And they wouldn't cease and desist your, like, you playing music. They would cease and desist you playing their music. Yeah. So you're like, okay, that album's off the fucking table. And if All DMCA right, is, is Taylor the weapon, Swift. like <laughs> if DMCA takedown is the weapon, I'll go find some music that artists specifically mark for you know not DMCAable that they do for Twitch. And then maybe you even just start doing it as like sponsor deals, where because mm-hmm. you're popular at that point, not looking just... to make money off of uh, pirate radio, but <laughs> no, no, but like think think about it, like maybe not for money, but like you, uh-huh. like you could argue it as like free advertisement if you want to do yeah. however you want to take it, right? But like at that point, you have a viewership, regardless of how you got it, and as mm-hmm. long as there's no current legal like headache, these other musicians, probably like lower end musicians, can just come to you and be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. we don't give a fuck. Play our music. We're like, cool, yeah, awesome." So Shoutcast is super cool. Uh, there's an open source thing called Icecast that I've talked about before, that uh, has like a mumble plugin for the mumble server. So like I would make the show with a mumble server, which I've already got. Um, and, you yeah, know, I put a lot enough. of thought into this. And, like, the Fediverse is full of a lot of really interesting people, right? Uh, interesting people that I don't think get along with each other very well. But, like, I would happily just talk to them one-on-one, like, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, week over week. And I think that would be fun as fuck, right? Because, um... Become the Joe Rogan of the Fediverse? Become the Joe Rogan of the Fediverse. <laughs> no! No. Um, maybe. I don't know. That could it's be, not that, that fucking be simple. That... I'm, I'm not a comedian. I'm not even that smart. Um... But like, I mean, he's hardly a comedian. He was like what a UFC guy before that. He's, yeah. he's he's funny, but like I don't know if I'd call him a comedian. Oh, he's definitely a stand-up comedian, like by trade. Like he's def- that definitely is what he does for a living. Um, he, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't find him that. I don't find him to be that funny. People know? pay. I think you could compete. Him. You could compete. You could compete. Yeah, people pay to see him live, and he has Netflix specials and everything. He's a comedian. Like, okay, that's fair. Yeah, like. Okay, yeah, you can professionally You, call you can him find him not funny, but he's still a comedian. <laughs> yeah, Joe Joe's a weird one. I don't hate him because again, I I, I, I prescribe to the idea that like think for yourself, man. Mm-hmm. If you if you think he's spouting off stupid bullshit, then he's spouting off stupid bullshit. It's like mm-hmm. you're you're brilliant and you're, you're smart enough to just fucking whatever. It's not like he's yeah. out there like creating cults and getting people to right. rally behind him like i only he's watch even his, he's um, even denouncing himself in in certain situations like i i really only tune in there. i only tune into his shows when he's either interviewing someone who i actually like like adam curry uh or 
Um, I mean, that's the same for me, honestly. Or if the mainstream media told me, oh my god, don't watch this episode, it's really bad. Then I watch it immediately, because I want to know what the fuck are they talking about, right? Uh, and every time I've been disappointed by the media <laughs> telling me not to watch it, because it's usually a big ball of nothing, right? Yeah. But yeah, like... I mean, you can pick any fucking episode and be like, oh my god, I can't believe Joe said a horrible thing in this episode, and people are just going to take you at face value. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to give them free advertisement. <laughs> yeah, it, that's all it ends up being is free advertisement. Even though it's probably nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah, it's almost always simple, nothing. Simple shit. Yeah, so the point is, you know, his whole appeal, his whole shtick is that he just sits down and talks to people, right? And most of the time, from what I've seen, he just lets them talk over him and he they, they just steal the show, which is why I typically only tune in when it's people I care about, like Adam Curry, right? Uh, who has his own podcast. He's He invented podcasting. His podcast is hilarious, right? Yep. And he is way funnier than Joe Rogan. But, um, I, I don't pretend to be either of those people. I'm just me. Right. Um, but I'm on this niche social media platform that's also used by Adam Curry. And it's like, you know, I kind of get along with everybody already. Like who wouldn't want to talk to me? Maybe, you know, there, there are some assholes who use, you know, Mastodon that probably want nothing to do with me, but uh, I wasn't going to talk to them anyway. Cause they're not interesting. There you go. <laughs> Honestly, I think there's something to be said about being a likable person mm-hmm. you know you, you, you can argue like what let's fucking what was it i'm trying to remember there's that cartoon that had that episode where like oh not everyone has to like everyone haha and, you know that's a good sentiment all right mm-hmm. it's a good thing to teach kids that's fine but like there's something to be said about just being a likable person that someone can talk to usually that's you know it comes down to a point where like you know you're always gonna have that one person that just wants to fight you and shit for like no reason mm-hmm. so or they're just like super well, contrarian well, about everything and they just have yeah, no interest yeah. in agreeing on anything or they'll play devil's advocate if you you know aren't buying into their bullshit right yeah so i i definitely think you, you got that going for you oh yeah totally like um it's not hard to to talk to people that i disagree with on some subjects like i think i think most people have a lot more in common than they give their most credit for and I think uh, modern social media actively divides people. Oh, no, I, I didn't even think it's necessarily social media. Social media just gives it a really good megaphone. Yeah. I think it's just the current. Well, I didn't even say the current. I think the landscape's been back and forth on this for a while. Well, you see it on Betty, too. In terms of like, how like, people um, go, right? Like, take take Gab, for example. We've talked about Gab on the show before. Yeah. We talked about it recently in our private channel when we were planning this episode, right? Uh, so Gab came to the Fediverse uh, by forking mastodon and getting rid of their code base and it was a huge cringe fest uh the guy running the website is a scam artist he's scamming facebook boomers right who think that you know free speech is you know dead and he's like no come to my website go pay me five dollars like i got you and it's like no he doesn't you're paying for a pro account so you can upload a video which is free on my website fucking don't do that (laughs) he's scamming you and And to be fair as long as they don't have uh, like a large enough audience they probably could survive on youtube yeah. So. Well, YouTube is in the money making business, right? Like, um, a lot of people will try to cancel like BitChute or Odyssey for its, the content of its creators. Oh, but yeah. Every single person they bitch about that's on Odyssey or BitChute is also on YouTube. Yeah. Like, uh, you, YouTube won't boot people off unless you no. hit like <laughs> super high numbers and are controversial, mm-hmm. and then someone calls you out on it on a large scale. You're you're perfectly fine. You need, you need all three of those things to get booted off YouTube, yeah. pretty usually. So I, I bring, obviously not every time. But. I bring up Gab and the Fediverse example because that that cancellation bullshit and that dividing thing I'm talking about with social media happens on the Fed too. Like what happened with Gab is like there was this group of people they 
coincidentally, we're all on Mastodon servers. Don't know what the correlation is there. <laughs> um, <laughs> not going to yeah, imply really. causation. But uh, <laughs> people who are all on those servers, uh, they decided the best course of action is just block Gab and pretend they're not there. Starve them of your valuable discourse that nobody gives a shit about, right? Um, yeah. And what ended up happening was Gab broke Federation and decided not to federate with anyone anymore because they were getting harassed by people who aren't on Mastodon servers, right? Uh, doing all the hard work of bullying these poor fools, right? Uh, which I was somewhat involved in, right? Um, and then after Gab breaks Federation, those same Mastodon users that were like, yeah, block them. It's how you do it. It's the way to win. They fucking threw their hands up in victory. Like, we did it, guys. We blocked them, and then they gave up, and it was all us. And it's like, they didn't even know you existed. <laughs> like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yes, They're just uh, mad that they didn't start a successful clan in Warframe. Right. So they had to look for something else to make they, them important. They, they weren't on our level. So yeah. in the chat, Trio Doug brings up a good point. Uh, they, they also really, really didn't like the porn. Guess who made, like, 20 porn bots? Yours true. It wasn't Dylan. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Dylan. Yeah. And just to make sure Torba saw them, I also DM'd them to him. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure he got, uh, you know, all the, the good images. There you go. You know. <laughs> handpicked. Handpicked. Only the best images. <laughs> but, yeah. My algorithm handpicked. <laughs> I'm sure he blocked me right away. It was pretty great. Um, But, yeah. like so See, even on that's, a small that's the one thing that's, like... You're either you're either blocking because you hate porn, in which case cringe. What the fuck's wrong with you? Or he's genuinely that angry that he didn't bother to, to even <laughs> fucking look. That or I don't know if the Fediverse it has any the, the like muting part, capabilities. Right. So my server, but, the one I'm on, Shipposter Club, was not blocked by Gab. Like I was probably blocked by their admin, but there was some sort of bug probably because my username was a bunch of emojis that spell out dialogue there you right? go but um there was some bug in their front end where every time you go to their website there's a little sidebar thing of suggested users i was the top user the whole time so like i got a bunch of followers from gab that are like you're the top suggested user and then like my timeline is full of all these reposts of my bots posting like lewd images of like like anime girls with huge tits and it's like Poor granny. Yeah. Oh. Poor Facebook boomers. Poor Facebook boomer opened up the their their Gab profile and from the church pew and saw like I don't know, fucking. Why is this lady full of, fully red and naked? It's like why are her tits so huge? Is this from a video game? Like, I just. You probably ruined some kid's life, Dylan. By tangent, by tangentially having his grandma. Tell mm. his mom that his game's a big-breasted could, could, anime Can you imagine ladies. the little kid sitting down with his nana, like, uh, grandmother? So there's this game called Xenoblade Chronicles 2. <laughs> 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 My sword is a, giant, is, is a girl with giant tits <laughs> that lights on fire. <laughs> and I'm trying to fuck the cat. <laughs> imagine how that conversation plays out. <laughs> the old lady is like... <laughs> Getting ready to take a sledgehammer to the fucking Nintendo. Like my sword has giant tits, and I'm trying to fuck the cat. There you go. And sometimes she turns into a pop blonde. Okay, like... <laughs> she's like a fucking mood ring. 
like old ladies just gonna have a heart attack and pass out like <laughs> how else are you gonna explain all the things that those those poor boomers had to to, to watch uh but uh, i only bring it up because even in a small network like the fediverse like that kind of shit still kind of happens and there there's this um concept i think on the internet where it's a, it's related to grandstanding. It's not quite the same thing, right? Where people just kind of expect you to do something for them. Like, um, and yes, uh, in the chat, I point out it's not a small network. Uh, I'm comp- compared to Twitter, it's small, but it's not small physically, That's right. right? It's many thousands of servers that contain many hundreds of users, right? That add up to a fucking many, right? <laughs> um, but my point is, is that you even see that shit there. There's this idea where people expect you to do certain things. Like, and it's really bad on Mastodon servers. Like, those poor admins, I can't imagine how miserable their lives must be. There are Mastodon admins who will sign up on other people's Mastodon servers, right? And they um will go through the public timeline because the public timeline is like anyone who federates with you, right? You can see people you don't follow, right? And they'll go look for like one bad server or one server that they think is bad and be like, see, you're not blocking that website. Therefore, you fully endorse everything that their worst user has ever said. And then they'll just expect everyone who follows them and listens to what they care about and have to say and expect them to just jointly like cancel this poor server. Like I've seen that happen more than once. And that's fucking bullshit. (laughs) That, That sounds like some Twitter shit. Yeah, that sounds like Twitter shit. And that's Twitter's fucking future, by the way. Like, that's what Blue Sky is. Like, did, Oh, yeah. Did I, I sent you uh, the, the link to Blue Sky. Did you read it? No, I, I, I've seen I've seen it before. When uh, was it yeah. Jack first mentioned it? Yeah, so Jack first mentioned it. Jack's not the CEO of Twitter anymore. Parag is the CEO of Twitter. Parag was yeah. in charge of Blue Sky. And Blue Sky is a federated standard that Twitter is going to become. So in the future, Twitter is going to be a client of this Blue Sky protocol. And then you can make fucking um i don't know uh social.whitehouse.gov and it's a fucking blue sky server and then all your fucking government accounts are on there and then you can make um like holy shit dot huge anime titties dot com and that's the blue sky server and it's just all full of my bots right and uh whitehouse.gov might block that server that's fine right uh it's a federated environment all bets are fucking hey off. that's an ad- that's an advertisement thing right there we're blocked by the white house yeah. So point is is that this this shit that I'm describing that happens on Activity Pub today, right? In the Fediverse, like it it's going to be happening on Twitter in the future when that shit comes out and it's going to I wonder be, how that'll go. Like I, do you think it do you think it's going to be good or bad? Um I think it will be good. And the reason why I think it is good is because the concepts that drive the idea of web3 are inevitable. Now Web3 does not depend on crypto. A lot of people, when they hear Web3, they think, oh, you're talking about a future version of the internet where everything is crypto. It's not the fucking case, dude. It's like, no, Web3 just means decentralized, right? Like the old internet, fucking Facebook and Twitter, they're too fucking big, right? Everything's going to fracture. Like you remember in 2014 when fucking nothing happened, um, you know, people from 4chan started going to 8chan to talk about something that never fucking happened. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get banned on iTunes. Uh, <laughs> we can talk about it later. But, like, you know, that fucking happened because, you know, there was disagreements and people wanted to move. And they fucking did, right? And they continue to fracture and spread. That's going to happen to Twitter. It's going to happen to Facebook. And this scattering of users is good, right? And 
yes, that's going to be great. Um, there, it's not going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. And there will be much drama to be had as, you know, I imagine once Twitter does this, they're probably going to try to remain like a neutral server, right? Uh, but they're probably just going to like mute servers but still watch them because they're probably going to have some sort of monetization scheme where they're making profiles out of people based on the content of their posts. So they're going to want to listen to as yeah. many posts as possible, but they might mute posts from other users seeing it. Like, um, there's nothing like once Blue Sky happens, there's nothing stopping like say Donald Trump from making an instance or Alex Jones, people who have been banned, right? And people want to see return. Like if Blue Sky happens, they're just going to make their own fucking server, and maybe they'll allow people to sign up to it. Maybe it'll just be a single user instance. Um, maybe they'll have one of each. Maybe the Alex Jones account will be on a single user instance, and then Infowars can have their own instance that has you know their their paying fans. Maybe it's a Patreon access thing. I don't know, right? They... That'll probably be how they'll do it. I mean, that makes the most sense. So, True asks in the chat, are they going to federate all of, all of Twitter? Yes, they're making a protocol called Blue Sky. It's basically a knockoff of ActivityPub, and Twitter will become a standard of it, which implies that somebody can make a server, hopefully open source, that will implement the Blue Sky protocol. Maybe they'll take Pleroma and make it implement Blue Sky. That's what happened when we went from O status to ActivityPub. Those are two different fucking protocols, and the same software supported both for a time and then moved off to the newer one, right? Like, it, yeah. could, it could just happen again. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. It depends on, you know, who's interested in donating their 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 labor to, to make software. Um, we'll fucking see, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just curious how, like, the average user is going to, like, handle it so i feel like mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who are yeah. just not gonna have well it's not gonna change clue. anything until there are multiple server installation options right because twitter yeah. is probably not going to open source their implementation of the blue sky protocol a protocol is just an agreement of what something looks like email is a protocol right and the email server that runs gmail.com and the email server that runs yahoo.com both closed source we don't know how those fucking work right uh but there's open source ones you can go install on your own computer right um, yeah, yeah. and they all produce emails that every server agrees looks a certain way. And so they can be interchanged. Right. And that's just the same idea, but with a social media post, that's how activity pub works today. And blue sky hopefully works that way, but they might fuck it up. I wouldn't be surprised if they fucked it up. I mean, it'd be really funny yeah. if it crashed and burned and then they had to like revert it. But, yeah. but it's their, it's their gamble on web three. Cause they see it coming. They're like this, the big centralized, platforms of today will fracture right um soon i mean they already be. are if yeah. you think about it like honestly. um like twitter like is not people be... call genshin twitter genshin twitter i guess i was trying to think of like well a, it's or like any twitter or whatever individual right? communities on twitter are very isolated from other communities on twitter right yeah so and, it, it, it's the inevitable i guess um and, and i guess yeah. i'm agreeing with you i just think that it, the process has already started. There just isn't uh -huh. any end game yet. So Twitter, whose end game is to sell advertisements, uh, advertisement data to advertisers, they want to create a protocol where, let's say, anime Twitter, they can go make their own fucking server um, and or a couple of servers, and they could be a community of servers, and they could talk to each other and have a great fucking time. And uh, maybe they limit or mute or fucking block servers uh, that are unrelated that they don't like, right? Let's say Alex Jones does make a server. And let's say for some fucking reason, anime Twitter hates him. I don't think they have a reason to. That's totally unrelated, right? But yeah, anime, they anime could just Twitter agree to block that, that server. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they have their own little isolated community that's already isolated, but then they won't have any intruders, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, 
journalists are going to hate it because they're going to probably set up their own instance for their for their journalistic website. Like the New York Times might have a server or they'll stay on Twitter and they'll try to be like, this is the real server. Don't go anywhere else. Like they have a lot to lose with this move. I feel like a lot of advertisers are going to hate it too, just because yeah. there's the, there's the chance that like large swaths of people mm-hmm. are just unreachable by their right. advertisements but you know twitter is gonna come up with a way to monitor them right like they're probably oh probably what they'll probably that'll do pro- is, that'll probably be the catch honestly they'll probably keep twitter.com and they'll probably keep it open to everyone they might mute some shit but they're definitely not gonna block anything because they want yeah. to monitor everything and be able to sell advertiser data so what it means for advertisers is they have to get it they have to drink from twitter drink from the source and pay them right they can't just have some third party like that has Twitter API access that they paid for to analyze the tweets for them. Instead, you know, that workflow could still work, but they got to pay Twitter directly. They can't just go look at Twitter because they might not know of some of the different pockets out there. Right. We'll see. Right. Um, yeah. And also Twitter is not going to make their implementation public. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's also true. That doesn't necessarily mean it's bad though, because, um, when you make your own server, right, you make, you know, you know, victim.com or whatever. I don't Woo! fucking know. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be a blue sky server. Uh, you're not going to install what Twitter's using. They're not going to let you, you're going to install some open source thing that somebody made that implements the protocol. Right. So, um, Ice Loops in the chat mentions that, you know, Twitter can put a black door in. Yeah, a black a back door on their server, right? What I'm saying is, assuming you they don't make a server public you can go install that is closed source, uh, don't do that. Wait for someone to implement the protocol that's open source. It won't be right away. Protocol has to be published first, and someone has to make and test some software, right? It'll be like early Fetty, right? But, like, people who care enough will do it. And then you can audit the source code yourself, and I don't suspect there'll be a backdoor. Also, it's just fucking social media. It's just the content of your posts, um, which yeah. I also wonder how they're going to solve the DM problem because on the Fediverse, there's a lot of concerns about how DMs work because your admin can open the database and look in plain in clear text what all the DMs say, right? Um, so I think everything's encrypted on, by, it, na- by, by the, the database, way it works now. Right? Now, you could encrypt your message and send like, like an email, right? Yeah. And yeah. then you're safe, right? But that's a lot of extra work, and it's like, why even do that, right? So no, I I think Twitter does those that I meant. I oh yeah, it's already like, like yeah yeah. So they have to come up with a plan, right? Uh, because the problem with a federated environment, right, is because you're exchange, exchanging messages internally is one thing, but going from one server to another is 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 very different, right? Um, and on the so Fediverse, you have to encrypt and decrypt if they were to do it right. that way. And on the Fediverse, every server owner is an admin, is it's their website their software so they're gonna <laughs> so have, we'll have discord 2.0 <laughs> yeah. uh, right that, so that, actually that actually sounds really nightmarish but we'll so see. It, it's an interesting problem because there's no real easy solution like uh the easiest solution is just join a server with an admin you trust right um and be aware that any of your dms can be intercepted by the admin of the remote server that you're sending a message to maybe don't send a fucking dm <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, don't send anything sensitive. Just uh, it's more for scope, less for secrecy. Someone fucking tag me in a message. What yes, is that? sir. This is Mike. <sighs> don't even worry about it. It's nothing you can answer right now. I don't got time for that. So I think I've rambled enough. 
we managed to talk about Twitter and Blue Sky without talking about Elon Musk. That was pretty impressive. I don't think it's worth mentioning. There you go. But, you know, I, I guess I'll mention very, very briefly for the listeners in 2030 who are binging our show from the beginning, episode one after another, right? Um, you know, random rich guy tries to buy Twitter. Don't know if it'll happen. We'll see. No, they poison-pilled it. There's absolutely no way. We'll see. Twitter's got way too many eyes on it right now. Yeah. Huh. Big surprise, you know, platform used to monitor people and uh, maintain status quo and influence trends. Uh, the powers that I be mean, want to keep it that way. <laughs> I won't mention much about it, but it's literally one of those moments that the powers that be have this idea. So any way that they can toss money to make him go away, they're going to do. Yeah. What he's going to do, what, the funny part about all this is he's going to bait a lot of rich people into spending a lot of money. On literally nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be funny as fuck to watch, in my yeah. opinion. Also, like, uh, he he bought a bunch of shares ahead of doing this offer. And so he offered, and the price is going to go up. And then if they don't accept his offer, he's just going to sell his shares and make a huge profit. Yep. He'll get yes, even richer. It's so it's a win-win for him. And it's a win-win for us, because he'll either ruin Twitter or make it actually better. Um, Because, you know, he's... He, he, he believes in a lot of the same shit that we do. Like, you know, algorithm's bad. Um, maybe you should be able to pay to verify yourself, right? Um, and then maybe that would stop, like, spam and bots and stuff. Like, he, he's got some radical ideas. Uh, but besides the point, besides the point, um, I think it's cool because I think Twitter is doomed to fracture. And the future of the internet is very decentralized. That, and same for Discord, right? I've been, I've been waiting for Discord to die for a very, very long time. Right, but at some point, because right now Discord kind of toes the line with uh, I, we build some useful features and we're saying we don't spy on you, but it's a venture capitalist fever dream, right? Like they borrowed a bunch of money and they don't make enough money to pay it back. Eventually, they have to sell, and they're going to sell to probably fucking Tencent and or or Sony or, or Sony or somebody, and they're going to. And to be fair, all those companies buy. Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't really matter if Sony or Tencent gets it, they're gonna do the same thing. Which is whether the data goes to fucking America and maybe maybe Japan, oh Sony's mostly American now. Yeah. Or if it goes to China or not. So, so you know, we'll see, right? But you know, Somebody gets your data. Are numbered, right? And it it's good. It would be healthy for it to fracture and to um have multiple alternatives. Um a federated standard would be better. I don't want to harp on uh fucking uh, Matrix because it's got a lot of problems. Really, uh, I don't think Matrix is that flawed. I think its current implementations, like server-wise, are bloated and bad, right? And that a better server software would solve all those problems if they could just make a better one. But they have all this attention and money, or they won't fucking do it. I don't know why. But TeamSpeak 5 is an implementation of Matrix. So it's not going to be open source, but it might be so much better than fucking Synapse that you know, maybe, maybe that'll do it. Um, so I, uh, fully intend to install a TeamSpeak 5 server once it is available, uh, for Melanomancy. And if it's actually good, I might start mirroring the channels too, because it's only a matter of time before I insult furries and get banned on Discord, you know, or I crack a joke about how the FBI won't crack down on groomers on Discord because the, when they bust those servers, they'll get the Discord employees too, right? <laughs> those jokes are fucking hilarious because they're true and it's only a matter of time before they ban me for saying that 
I'm not even the owner of the Melomancy Discord, right? It's Z. And they won't get they won't give yeah. us that access back, which is really annoying. Yeah. Z is missing in action, has been for like almost eight years now. And um we have over a hundred users in our Discord. I have all I have administrator permission. I have all the fucking requirements that they asked for, right? I submitted a support ticket. It, but we're not big enough for them technically. But we meet all the requirements. We are big enough. Like, oh, are we? oh, okay. Yeah. Their their limit was one hundred users, server owners been inactive for some number of days. It's been years. Um and I have the administrator permission already. Um nobody else has the administrator permission. That wasn't actually required, but it's true. So it's like I have all the requirements met and they won't fucking do it. So if I get banned, like we can't moderate permissions on our server. And that I don't want to just move to another one because it's like discords are disposable, right? Because it's kind of shitty software and it's like, just make a new one. But like, and that's what they told me in the fucking support ticket. Just make a new one. It's like, we've had it since 2015. You can scroll back in those channels for fucking ever. That's like ancient history that I want to preserve, right? Yeah. Um, that's so why I, I advocated, sorry, for the graveyard. Uh, thing so that we stop deleting channels we can yeah we just put them in a place called the graveyard that you can read only and you can't post in right yeah and it's like the fuck i don't want to give up our our discord server as much as i shit on discord on this show fucking every two weeks um there's a lot of good history there because in 2015 we moved from mumble to discord and i i regret it now but it was great at the time well i mean think about it this way discord basically functions like like a like a form, mm-hmm. with that also has voice chat capabilities and video and whatever, but um, and I think that's honestly why it. I mean, it killed forms. It, it functionally killed the the need for forms unless you're mm-hmm. like something that requires established discussion. But even then, I think that was a that was a tag team now. effort for, with uh, Discord and Reddit, right? Yeah, I guess Reddit was kind of doing it, but you can still mm-hmm. run your own form, no yeah. problem. But like, like now, between the two you of really them, can't. like having an official Discord for a thing, like let's say Planetside. Planetside doesn't have an official Discord, but like there's a couple big ones. Um, and then there's the Planetside 2 subreddit. And then, yeah, there's a Planetside 2 forum too, but nobody uses it, right? Yeah, it's on their website. Yeah. But they've had that for like 10 years. All right. And same for Warframe. And if Warframe 2 came out or Planetside 3, they probably wouldn't have a forum. They would just have a subreddit and a Discord. Yep. And they wouldn't pay for it. It would be free. It'd be free, and the moderation would be free. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's why they do it. Yeah, and it would scale, and you know those two companies would be responsible for downtime. Uh, and it's it's a farce, and I think it does it did a lot of damage to the internet. That's why I say decentralization is inevitable, right? Because like places like Discord and Reddit are doomed to fracture. Right? Problems will happen. Like with Reddit, you see it all the time. Like remember, um, way back in the day when they had that CEO change, right? And they yeah. fired the girl that did the AMAs that everyone liked. Um, that was back when Vote first came out. And I remember there, everyone was like, alternatives are great. Reddit is open source. Somebody installed another server, and it's got a different crowd of people in it. Vote is no longer viable. Uh, it has been taken over by bots and uh, rude people right? Um, and trolls. But... At the time, it was seen as a viable alternative because people were unhappy with the with the leadership at Reddit, and they were like, "If you don't like it, we'll just fucking go." Right? Did vote die? Isis says in the chat that vote died. It probably did. I, think, I haven't. Looked. I think it is gone now. But you're right; it was like that for a little bit. Yeah, I'm describing. I remember. It like I, I remember looking at it because um, 
or the event at which we've uh, sworn not to talk about that you're <laughs> alluding to earlier. 2014, when um, nothing happened. Yeah, when nothing happened. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's when that was coming around. And I remember uh, I was like, okay, I'll look into this because I've always not like Reddit. I've ever I've told the story before. You know, got shadow banned for literally fuck all. Uh-huh. So that was cool. Um, so I, I even looked into it. I don't think I ever made an account, but I did look into it. It's like, oh, this is cool. Again, I was like, oh, something that isn't Reddit. That's cool by me. Uh-huh. And I think even at the time, it was kind of a clusterfuck, honestly. Yeah. Like it, it really didn't. It had it a bit didn't of a really feel pass. like it took off the ground. Uh-huh. But it did have a user base. It's so also that's, that's a bonus. They were set up to fail by Reddit, right? Because Reddit has yeah, a vested honestly. interest in uh, delegitimizing its competition, right? Um, Which that should be a red flag, and I hate uh-huh. the fact that there, to a lot of people that is right. It's like if, if someone tries to make a Reddit alternative, the first thing they say is, "What? So banned people can go and not be banned anymore?" Oh, I hate that so much. Yeah. Like. Like the that's a, it's literally just another flavor of the privacy argument. It's like, oh, well, what do you get to hide? What it's are like, you hiding? Like, it's like, well, I want to walk around naked in front of my webcam, asshole, and not be recorded. <laughs> yeah. Like my my okay. So uh, for an example, this is my bedroom that you're looking at in my camera right now. Uh-huh. I have to walk by that thing, and I'm paranoid to get dressed in front of it. So I'll spin the camera, or I will. Flip it, or if I'm watching videos on my phone, I make sure it's pointed at my fucking chest. That's 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 unhealthy. That's an unhealthy fucking mindset. I'm afraid my phone's gonna catch a fucking picture of my dick. God damn it. I shouldn't be worried about that. And anyway, that was the end the of Victim's Twitch career. Yeah, exactly. And the no, beginning like, of OnlyFans. No. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it at that point, might as well. Um, OnlyFans is another great example. OnlyFans fractured. Now there's like there's OnlyFans and there's Fansly and Fansly, I think there's, there's, there's a couple sub, other sites and uh, Starscribe or something there like was, that. Substar subscribe or Star. So, uh, That's not a porn site though. Um and then Well, there, I mean t- technically they none of them are. And technically it's because only fans was trying to like rebrand themselves as not a porn site and they were like yeah we're gonna get rid of porn it's it, you know the end date is here thanks for everybody it, they talked about it like porn wasn't their number one selling point and everyone yeah. flipped out because porn was their number one selling point and they almost went out of business over they were it. they were hoping investors would pile yeah. on and they didn't and then they don't backtrack because when you look at their business model it's like it's just a Patreon competitor. You can upload videos, text posts, and photos, and you have to pay to unlock them. Like it's just Patreon, yeah. except it's full of but porn. A lot of people don't know this. The reason why OnlyFans took off the way it did was because for a little bit, Patreon actually banned all porn content. Mm-hmm. It came so, back, of course, right? Yeah, it did. And like, well, kind of. You're not allowed to do pornographic, but you're allowed to do adult content. Yeah, but I think like so you can't fuck on Patreon, mm-hmm. but you can show your titties fair so but that that happened or at least right? as far as i'm aware so it, it happened where, where only fans said okay we're gonna ban porn and then not only did um fansly you know come out and it's like hey we ain't gonna do that porn first right and then yep. there's a bunch of legacy sites that did it way before only fans was a thing like um what are they fucking called like my free cams and fucking pornhub has a has a paid subscription Oh, you know too. what? That's right. That's right. Yeah, like and all these rest other in peace, Pornhub. <laughs> They're still that around. site is that's yeah. But if you, if you type in porn, it's not the first thing that comes up anymore. Ouch. <laughs> they they their their traffic has dropped significantly mm-hmm. since they had to ban. Um, like basically, you need a verified account now. Yeah, right? They banned everyone who wasn't verified. And, 
I get why they did it. They had they had some real fires lit under their mm. ass. They had legitimate but, revenge porn, and it wasn't one off. It was it was white. Yeah, but it, it it sucks for them because it it literally hurts them. Mm-hmm. It, it hurts their business model, yeah. and now you don't get all those funny Pornhub memes, you know, all over the place anymore because they just don't mm-hmm. exist. <laughs> nobody's not, nobody's interacting with it anymore. So in the chat, Trudeau points out that it's a shame that OnlyFans is seen as a porn place because it has got great UI, and I totally agree. It would be a great Patreon yeah. alternative. I joked about it. Oh, I wasn't really joking on Jeff Cliff's podcast, which I did like almost a year ago at this point, um, where I talked about like, I don't monetize the Melomancy podcast. I just kind of complain into the microphone every two weeks and it's great. Um, and I got metrics that suggest that people actually listen to what I talk about, which is scary. But um, I do this for fun. Uh, but at the same time, I, I've thought about monetizing and I'm like trying to think of ways to do it. And I was talking to Destiny last night about this because uh, after we got done talking to Scene Kid, right? Um, yeah. I sent him the the playlist that I have on uh, SoundCloud of our old Teamspeak clips. There's a couple private tracks on there, but there's there's still plenty of public ones, right? Yeah, some ones where I got drunk and it said things without context. Yeah, that uh, I didn't really want up there. But yeah, my my drunk ones uh, there too. Uh, nothing for the record, nothing racial or, or like or whatever, but. Shit that I, I don't have to explain to people. I, I I got a clip of Mike saying the gamer word. Uh, he's not like that though. He's he's not that kind of guy. But he was really drunk. <laughs> um, that one's privated as well. But you know, I have I have a whole playlist of like old Teamspeak shenanigans that we got into, and I was like, you might you remember these people? These voices will take you back. And I was like, you should listen to this because you were like a squeaker when you were playing Warframe with us. But like, I have all these recordings. You should listen. Um, and so I, when I was sending him that, like. Our met- in SoundCloud when you have a pro account, right? Like in the top right corner, your metrics are there. Like in the last seven days, you have this many views. And I remember, like, like, like Destiny was here, and she was like, "You have how many views? Like, um, it's nothing to write home about, right? It was, it was only like fifteen hundred this week, right? But that's unique plays across all of our tracks, right? And not to sound, uh, what's the word for it, unappreciative to those fifteen hundred, right? You're great, and we're glad we have you. Very appreciative. It's just when we're comparing to like the millions of views, right? That that YouTubers get yeah. and shit, and it's like I'm just doing this for fun in my free time, and people are actually listening, right? And that means a lot to me. Uh, I know when you compare us to other shows, it doesn't feel like success, but I'm I'm not getting paid for this. Um, but I, you know, I thought about like sponsor, like not sponsorships, but like how how could we even monetize this? And I, you know, I mean, I would take a sponsorship as long as they're willing to let us just talk about it the way we experience it. It's like I don't know. Like you want me to review your game? I'm gonna. Uh, I need free review RAM codes would be fun. That would be fun because then, like, if it's bad, I'd still shit on them. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Honestly, not give us a review still, code again? Like <laughs> honestly, if you give if you give us a review code for your game and it's bad. But it's really fun to play. We're gonna say it's bad, but it's really fun to play. We're, yeah, we're, it's we're not one of those moments where like we're, we're not gonna sugarcoat it or shitcoat it. We're gonna give you the fucking real, real fucking review yeah. of it, probably. Worst or could, at least the way we see it. Obviously, we, we have our own personal biases, but yeah. Worst they could do is their publisher doesn't send us a code again. Woo. Yeah, whoop de doo. So afraid. Uh, but, but the reason I don't like taking on sponsors uh, is because uh, people can use that as leverage against you. Like they're like, I'll tattle yeah. on your sponsors that I'll lie to them and say you did X Y Z thing to get you canceled, and it's like just means we we don't need to. Re- we just means we need to make sure we don't rely on them ever. Yeah. Just, um, just don't quit your job, Dylan. Right. You're good. <laughs> so, but I was thinking about it, and I, I 
I was talking to Jeff on his show and I was like, you know, I could just do, I, I don't like Patreon cause I, for, for many reasons, um, they have a lot of reasons. The fact that they continue to up their fees for like no reason. A lot of fucking reasons not to like Patreon, but I was like, OnlyFans is a viable alternative. Maybe I'll just fucking make an OnlyFans. I'm not going to do porn on it, but maybe I'll do like extra clips of the show on it. It just to be funny, right? Why the fuck not? Is what went through my mind. And then I was thinking about it, and we were talking last night, and she was when she was looking at the well, metrics, and I was like, I shit on YouTube a lot, right? But I feel like if I was more consistent about making podcast clips of some of our tangents and some of our complete thoughts on our show, which I only do every other episode. I don't do it very often. I should do it more often. I just don't have time. But like if I uploaded those to YouTube and we would get like, when you, when you look at our metrics, right? It looks like about 400 people are, are listening to every single episode because they all have like a very similar number of listens. Cause it sounds like individual people are listening episode over episode, right? That's what the metrics look like. That seems natural to me. Um, so that means, um, well, yeah, in the last seven days, I got 1,500 views, but, you know, people are catching up or whatever the fuck, right? And, and sometimes that number's way fucking bigger, by the way. Um, sometimes it's like 5,000, right? Shout out to Symbolite. Shout out to Symbolite. I'm, I know you're listening. You might be listening. <laughs> I know you are listening. He does listen. I know. Um, but, like, you know, that's still a lot of, you know, people that I don't know that are listening to our show. And it's like... I could quadruple this number or like 10x, 100x this number if we posted our show on YouTube. But that feels like an affront to my values because I spend a lot of fucking time on this show talking shit about Google and YouTube. Yeah. So I feel like it's not worth it. I mean, on the flip <laughs> side, it'd be really funny to exploit them like that. <laughs> I, I mean, kind of. But at the same time, I, I kind of want Odyssey to do well because I think that they're more righteous. Like they're, they're doing a better uh, – they're doing more good in the world doing what they do. I think Odyssey is always going to be that looming threat in mm-hmm. some form well, in, in, in the space of YouTube. I mean, right. But. Well, YouTube has a vested interest in just like Reddit, right? To make all of its competitions seem like the crazy banned people, even though YouTube doesn't fucking ban anyone. Right. I mean, they strike people down and they, they do ban. People, they very but... rarely <laughs> do. And it's usually like extreme fringe cases like, like Alex Jones right. or like, uh, Leafy is here, mm-hmm. I think, was, like, the only other one I can think yeah. of off th- offhand. But in, in both those cases, I don't really think that it was that extreme. Like, obviously, like, Alex Jones's perception on the internet is that he's this crazy conspiracy man. But if you actually look at his videos and the things that he said that got him banned, it's like, you got banned for that? Like, the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. it, it feels like a, I, a hit job a bit, right? I, yeah. <laughs> and then Leafy, he, he honestly, I hate the people that defended him. He, he mm-hmm. needed it. He's kind like, of a follow, find him funny or not. I'm not. I'm not here to judge. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those moments of like he was very clearly doing the things he was told not to do, mm. and it is still their platform, right? And they gave him three chances, and he just didn't stop. Right, and so the, the, I, I can't blame the, them. The cool thing about Odyssey, like they have the, almost the same community guidelines as YouTube, right? But, I think it's to a T pretty much the same yeah. thing, honestly. But obviously yeah. that that is what's it called? Applied very, very differently. Because like YouTube selectively applies its community guidelines, right? Like And if, that's the that's a real issue, honestly. Because if you're vice.com and you want to talk about um some like controversial shit or show like real shocking imagery, like YouTube doesn't bat a fucking eye. But if you try to be an independent like journalist and you report on the same thing, you're gonna get fucking banned or warned. Or get your 
stuff stricken oh, down. And, and, then, and then the worst part, the worst part, there's, there's two really bad parts about that too. Mm. So if you get hit with anything, even if it's just a minor, like, like a claim, one that doesn't hurt your account any, but it, it, it fucks you. So if you're trying to make money, you just make no money. Right. Is the, the, that's what that basically means. You, it's not age restriction. You don't get uh, suppressed or anything like that, but mm. it's, it's, it's annoying. Um, but you, when you make a dispute, all that company needs to do is ignore it. No repercussions on them. It can take up to 90 fucking days to resolve. Mm. It'll resolve in your favor. But by that point, whatever you're, especially if we're talking journalism side, the fuck does it matter? You're getting fuck all out of that. So with Odyssey, they have almost the same community guidelines as YouTube. But what happens is all that stuff you just described doesn't really fucking happen. Like if you play copyrighted music, if you upload Avengers Endgame, like to your channel or you do and you get copyright stricken by Disney and or let's say um, you actually go out of your way to break the community guidelines. You actually call for someone's death, dox someone or try to directly bully an individual person in a in a serious yeah. and personal way, not in a joking, like nuanced way that gets you in trouble on YouTube. Right. Let's say you actually break the guidelines. Um, what happens? They delete your video. Uh, they might ban you. They might, or they like give you like a warning or something. Uh, but what happens to your video? It's on the library blockchain. So if you have a library wallet, the library uh, app, right, uh, to explore their blockchain, you can still find that fucking video. Nope. <laughs> it's still fucking there. Uh, it's just not on Odyssey.com. You have to go out of your way for it at that point. But yeah, it's yeah. still there. But it's they, they can't get rid of it. They can strike it from their website to comply with DMCA. But it's still it, the the video still exists from the source that they get their videos from, which is a blockchain that is not subject to yeah. The so law. so <laughs> everyone everyone's happy is the yeah. is basically the outcome. You can't DMCA a blockchain. That's like trying to DMCA like a torrent file. Like you can get the host, but can you get all the users that have it on their computers that are seeding it? No. No. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> you'll ne- I mean, you'll that's, never get that's them. Why tor- that's why that, that's why torrents don't get hit all that often. And the only time that anyone gets hit for them is if an ISP decides to crack down on you specifically. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. That actually reminds me of another story. I know we're running late, but um, another topic. So, fucking. Uh, wait, you there? You yep. Just... Sorry, I was fixing something. Oh, I was like, yeah. "Did you just meet your microphone? Are you about to get up?" I was about to explain something. Uh, <laughs> no. Um. So fucking in the news. DuckDuckGo, right? Probably one of the most popular alternatives Mm -hmm. to Google. They have suppressed results in their search engine for torrents and for YouTube DL, which is a program you can use to download YouTube videos. What the fuck? Like, that is absurd. Did you you know that there, I think, if I remember correctly, there are Tor browsers, initial browser that you get when you download their app. The initial search engine on Tor? Yeah, yeah. That is such a shame. Like, Imagine that fall from grace. Like, who, whose fucking idea was that? Their CEO is in such deep shit right now. Because, like, first it was with the propaganda, right? Like, they made this big grandstanding thing that's like, hey, we're going to de-rank in our search results, like, Russian propaganda, which they won't specify what that means or what that is or disclose how they're blocking it, right? So they just yeah. wrote themselves a blank check to censor things they don't like without really giving you any oversight into how they're doing it, which is a big red flag, right? It's like, yeah... Russia invaded a sovereign nation. That's bad, right? Um, but that doesn't excuse um, silencing journalists, uh, assuming 
that, you know, some things are propaganda when they may not be, uh, and signal boosting stuff that is definitely Western propaganda, right? Like, it's a nuanced subject that these, these tech companies cannot be trusted to handle with care, right? Um, so I'd rather they didn't do that. And so, but I... And who the fuck's really giving DuckDuckGo, like, a laser-focused view to give them shit for things like that, really? It was grandstanding. They were trying to get more users. Literally, who? Yeah, yeah. It was all a ploy to get more people to use DuckDuckGo, because they're like, look, guys, Google bad, but we care. Uh, And then they do this with the torrents? Like, that's, like, strike three, dude. Like torrents and the fucking YouTube i mean i can hardly call it strike three when i've only used them like once they were my my search engine of choice i didn't put much thought into it i know there was better search engines out there um so if you want to find torrents i think your best bet is to probably use yandex which is russian base um yeah but a lot of yandex is still really Uh a decent search engine for his weird as that is to say it's actually based in like some other country uh but people always say it, that it's russian it, it's, i think it started it's, there it's slavic in some fashion but like maybe like kazakhstan or something i yeah. can't remember isoops mentions in the chat Sirix is good too i i don't know much about Sirix. i think you install it yourself uh right yeah now, I, I don't know much about that either but right now i'm using pre-search uh pre-search is a um how do I describe it? It's decentralized in that the users can install the search nodes on servers voluntarily. And it, it basically, they, they do the search. It's closed source. So I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but they said they're going to open source once they become viable, right? Like they get enough users. Um, again, that might not fucking happen. So, you know, don't trust them that that far, but I got pretty good search results and, um, they've benefited a lot with duck, duck, go spilling their spaghetti like this. Um, that is for fucking sure. And, um, there's also some sort of crypto token involved, but I don't really know how it works, but you get like this token of theirs when you, uh, search and you can do something with it. I don't really know. Um, but the results are fine. It's decentralized. You can host your own node. It's fine. It's totally fine. Um, if something better comes along, I'll probably switch, but it's fine. Um, I don't have to trust some evil megacorp for my search results, and that's what really matters to me. Because, um, like, a lot of people would recommend, like, Brave Search, but, like, I don't necessarily trust Brave. They're, they're kind of scummy, right? Um, Brave's probably okay, but it's... Honestly, at the end of the day, everything's probably okay. Mm-hmm. It's whether or not you yeah. want increased from okay. I'm currently but... using the Brave browser on my phone just because the state of Android web browsers is really bad. Um, it is god awful god awful. even yeah. even chrome and firefox feel like i'm using some backwater <laughs> you know college project of a fucking app and it's just like mm. how is this a thing yeah it's like it's all right for like your grandparents the brave browser because it's like it's a chrome-based browser that has some pretty nice default settings i guess right but like you could do better and I'm using. I'm also using on the desktop because I haven't touched my desktop other than to do this show and that crazy Warframe adventure from last night in yeah. the last few fucking weeks because I've been playing uh, Stranger in Paradise and just doing other shit, right? But um, I I do want. Uh, I have a lot more opinionated on desktop web browsers because I feel like they don't have as much of an excuse, right? No, they um, have zero excuse. Yeah, uh, it's it's funny because I was gonna mention. Um, I feel like Android apps in lately have been kind of weird. Uh, at least the ones that I've had to interact with, like mm-hmm. like Twitter. Twitter's a weird, funny example to go back to. 
there's two different Twitter apps that you can get on Android, but they're literally the exact same thing. Like one made by Twitter.com. I, as yeah. far as I'm aware, yes. There's one with a circle icon and one with a square. And I don't understand why that is a thing. But I've noticed that when things link to it, depending on which site you're on, it'll link to two different apps. I only have one of them installed. So one time, sometimes it'll bring it up. Sometimes it'll be like, go to the Google Play Store to download it. I don't want to download Twitter twice, you prick. That's fucking weird. Or, or another example, the webcam app that I'm using to make my phone a webcam right now um, is really janky i i had to go and inter- <laughs> do some fucking like debugging through um android's like phone system shit that wasn't that hard to do honestly all things considered but why couldn't the app have done it why why I, if i were and as far as i'm aware uh, the apple version of these things usually does it for you yeah apple's pretty so, good about that i know android um, needs a little bit of catching up right now. And, yeah. and that sucks because I don't like Apple. I, I hate Apple. Yeah, Apple sucks. With a passion. Like, <laughs> but I know we spent the, the last like 10 minutes of the previous episode like sort of praising Apple. That was weird to do. Um, but they, they, they kind of deserve Just because they're a bad company doesn't mean they can't do something good. It's like I, you pay a premium say. for Apple products, but I'm pretty yeah. sure they're not spying on you. They already got their money. They don't give a shit. Right. Yeah, and, there's no reason for them to. It's not like they're trying to market anything to you. They already hold... A large corner of the market, yeah. and Android isn't really attacking that corner of the market. Well, just kind of Android is a lot it. more dominant in terms of like users, right? Because like, yeah, yeah. if you look at usage of Android versus iPhone, like there's, I think there's more iPhone users than Android users in the United States, but like in the rest of the world, it's not even fucking close. Yeah, so, but Android's not selling you a phone. It, yeah, Apple is. So. Right, so you have like a very diverse selection of phones, but the rest of the world is mostly using Android, which is why there's a lot more Android apps, I think, that matter uh, than iPhone, and the iPhone ecosystem is just a little strange. Because it's yeah. a, a totally an American thing, right? And I guess Canadian, but um, North American. North American, if you want to, yeah. It's a North American phenomenon. Like, everyone else in the world is on fucking Android, and uh, for good reason. And that's fine. That's totally fine. But uh, there's a lot of janky shit on Android. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just one of those ones where, like, it, it's open source to some extent. Or, well, a lot of it is, I guess. But um... There's no excuse for the poor state of web browsers on Android, though. Like, it is a fucking farce. Like, I was using Bromite for a while, which is, like, a fork of Chrome that has an ad blocker, but it's, like, really bare bones. But I like that bare bones feel. Like, that was kind of nice. But um, some stuff wasn't loading good, and it was like, eh, I want to try the thing. So I gave Brave a try, and it's it's serviceable. It's very serviceable. It does a couple things better. Um, like, it does a better job of remembering my download history. So when I try to download a file twice, it's like, hey, you already got this one. Uh, even though I, God, I wish I moved had that. the that... image Jesus. or whatever it is that I downloaded to a different folder. It probably has, like, a slight <laughs> cookie or yeah. something. Or a slight. That, where, I don't know why I fucking phrase it like that. But you know what I mean? probably has something that is like, oh, wait, this has been downloaded before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, Brave Browser on the desktop, it's, like, it's just Chrome with an ad blocker and a little bit of extra crypto shit and a sketchy company. Like, they're not that so it's, sketchy. It's, it's Chrome, but it, it came prepackaged with some fucking extensions. There's a little <laughs> bit of backstory here, right? So, Brave is a company, and they, they've done a couple of really sketchy things that some people forgive them for because their web browser is kind of solid. Uh, but And there's some people that uh, never intended to give them a fair shake, right? And it's, yeah. it's because the inventor of JavaScript, Brendan Eich is the guy that runs this company. And one time, he donated to a Californian politician's run for fucking some... It wasn't governor. It was like some other seat of government, some lower seat. 
and that guy supported some like anti-gay legislation. I don't even remember what it fucking was. It was like 20 years ago, right? And he's mentioned in a blog post that, you know, he's down with the gays now. He doesn't talk about it, but he's not a hateful man. You know, he, I mean, he it's did, a, it'd be a bit weird if he did talk about it. But he, he did going too like overboard on that. right? If you think about 2016 and when Hillary Clinton started running for president, right, in the United States, um, she was also very anti-gay when uh, she was younger. Right. But she just kind of one Joe. day, right? One day she just kind of said, "I'm no longer anti-gay. I am no longer racist," and everyone just fucking cheered. Brendan Eich did the same thing in a, like a blog post. I can't, I have, I don't have it in front of me, but I found it one day because I was curious on the subject. Cause I was writing a paper on him right in college, and um, I found that blog post. And I'm like, hey, just like Hillary Clinton, he's apologized for this and says that he's changed his ways, and then he never talks about it because he's got other shit to talk about. Uh, but. I have no reason or evidence after that blog post to believe that he still is homophobic. If he is, he doesn't talk about it. What more do you want? Uh, some people don't accept that, right? Some people are like, no, you're canceled forever. You're not allowed to be successful. I will, I will fight you until you're dead, right? Uh, you're not, growth isn't possible. And then there's some people who are like, yeah, that's fine. Your browser's pretty cool, right? And so yeah. there, there's that aspect of Brave. I, I'm definitely more in the camp of I don't give a shit. Like... <laughs> What he, do you do? Honestly, he doesn't like, even seem like a bad not like, dude. Like, it's not like he can hunt down the gays using his fucking app. Like, oh. he can't stop. He can't stop gay people from using Brave. So even if he really did give a shit, why do you? It didn't Let stop him, just... him from employing gay people that work That's at his like, company. Like, a lot of people look at that shit and and they see the principle in it. I've talked about this at length. I hate the idea of principle for principle's sake, right? Uh-huh. Um. But there literally comes a point in time where, like, it just genuinely doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the sentiment matters, sure. You, you know, like, gay people getting attacked or hurt or losing opportunities for just for that alone. Yeah, understandable. Mm-hmm. You know, fair fair shit. But that's not what's happening here, right. man. You're literally just fighting a guy because 20 years ago he had a weird opinion that you yeah. don't agree with. It's it like, wasn't even that. Do? Like, the thing he donated to was marriage legislation. And he's, like, religious. Oh, uh, yeah, so like at that point, man, like so it wasn't that, that'd be like blaming the Mormon for escaping his fucking well, th- what they would call a cult. Well, it doesn't um, sound like he escaped I, anything. I think he's still religious, but like I don't oh, think no, he gives a shit about marriage legislation in California anymore. That, that's thing. fair. <laughs> I, I was just pointing out that it'd be like the same thing as like canceling someone for being ex-Mormon mm-hmm. because they wanted to get out after learning. There's just there's a lot of religious people that view marriage as a religious ceremony and they feel like they need to protect it, right? But what they are the, – the lack of foresight that they have is that um, what about domestic partnership, how the legal protections of marriage? Like I, I am like against the idea of – I'm married, right? But like I'm not religious. But like I don't think marriage, the ceremony, should give you legal rights. I think that should be something you sign up for at a courthouse. If you want a ceremony, if you have a culture that has a marriage ceremony, do it. Have fun, right? It's fun. I'm with you on that. I, I hate the – like I, I don't talk about this much because I'm, I'm not married – <laughs> um, marriage is like such a far away thing for me honestly all, uh-huh. all things considered but like uh like diamond rings yeah diamond it, rings it's, it's a little it's, it's a literal farce well, yeah. like there's so many cooler gems out there why the fuck you want the white basic bitch gem why well, I mean, because someone told you it's expensive fuck that bullshit rubies look way cooler and there's a bunch of like american <laughs> culture bullshit where people are like you need to save three paychecks worth of money for your ring and then that determines how good the ring is because you either make a lot of money or you don't yeah really or like a white dress it's like really like 
why is everything about a wedding like it's supposed to signify purity i i get that yeah but like fuck that nobody's nobody's pure in this well i mean realistically ever but especially in this day and age <laughs> yeah but, but also yeah, like, the, the fuck, money that you spend that. on the ring and the dress and the event and the food if you had just like did something simple and small and like spent that money on yourself and your your partner like you would have had a way feel better, a lot better. yeah easy like you can throw an expensive party without an expensive dress and an expensive ring <laughs> but some people have a culture and maybe sometimes it's christianity sometimes it's something else where they have a ceremony of marriage and they take it super seriously and um for some reason, the U.S. government says you need to do this religious ceremony to have rights. It's like, imagine if the U.S. government forced every single American to have a bar mitzvah before, if you're a man, yeah. have a bar mitzvah before you can have alcohol. But you're not Jewish, you would say. And it's like, but it's the law. Like, that's how fucking stupid it sounds, right? <laughs> so am yeah. I mad that Brandon Eich once donated to a Republican lawmaker that was running for on a, on a platform of, I'm going to do some sort of bill that regulates marriage for christians t fucking 20 years ago no i don't give a shit <laughs> it's so minor and so like a nothing burger but there are people today where i ask people about web browsers and like what what do they have a recommendation is there something i'm missing and uh brave will come up in conversation and they're like don't use brave it's made by a bigot and it's like what do you mean it's like he hates the gays he's actively homophobic he wants to kill them and i'm like what it doesn't say that anywhere. Did you read his blog post about how he apologized for all that? And he was like, I don't, I moved on from this. And can you imagine equating not letting gay people get married to wanting to kill them? I know. Right? Holy fuck. I, I'm not, that's not even hyperbolic on your part. That's hyperbolic on, on someone part. else's part because yeah. you know, you know, there are people that are like that. And I know that that sounds like a straw man, right? And that maybe they didn't really say that. Uh, well, they did. I'm quoting someone. It, it, you, could ar you could ar argue that up and down, but I think it's fair to say that your quote-unquote hyperbolic example is probably not so hyperbolic because mm -hmm. I'm sure someone said it. <laughs> Definitely. And it, it's pretentious, right? But there's yeah. more to it, right? So there's the other reason not to like the Brave browser, right, is um, in the past they were caught red-handed Um replacing urls in the url bar with affiliate links so let's say you go to fucking yeah .com and, and the url bar is uberitscom slash brave and they're a partner and if you sign up they get kickback and that's fucking sketch they they undid that they were like we were wrong honey was undone doing that for a time too yes and nobody uses that anymore because that's fucked up so it's like okay that is fucked that is not a good thing to do um, and the whole reason I bring up Brave is not only because of the web browser uh, and my experimentations, and I'm going to be switching on my desktop to something else whenever I have time at my desktop. Um, Brave Search is a, what a lot of DuckDuckGo users are switching to, and I think that's a mistake. Now, Brave Search, I've tried it. It doesn't seem to be malicious. Um, they have said, you know, journalists are journalists. We're not going to fucking change anything, right? Um, I don't know if they actually said that or if they just haven't said anything. But um, it's still a corporation. I mean, they're small compared to Mozilla and Google. But, like, should you really Is trust Mozilla them? even that big anymore? No, but the, Google pays them a lot of money, though. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, because Google's the default search engine in Firefox, and Google pays a lot of money for that in the tune of millions. Oh, fair. Also, Mozilla is a for-profit corporation. Like, they, they pretend not to be. 
because there's the free and open source. You could have fooled me for how yeah. fucking stupid they've been with their I service know. over the years. So there's the free and open source software foundation called the Mozilla Foundation, and they maintain a bunch of documentation about fucking JavaScript. Um, oh, okay. Because they were founded by Brandon Knight. <laughs> Same guy. Oh, I guess, that, yeah, that, right. yeah, that makes sense. I, I knew that. I don't know why I, was, I couldn't remember that. And um, what's it called? Or it didn't come to mind. Um, the free and uh, non-profit Mozilla uh, Foundation has nothing to do other than name and some kind of relationship with the Mozilla Corporation, the for-profit business that maintains Firefox, Firefox Lockwise, Firefox, I think they have a VPN now. Um, yeah. And fucking Pocket. Well, I think they always did, but I think they like advertising or something like that. I it's a for-profit business, and they will find yeah. a way to make money, and it's not worth it, – it, it's sketchy, right? And Firefox is not viable, right? Like, use a fork, and that's probably what I'm going to try next. Like, the only reason I even installed Brave on my desktop is because Firefox had some kind of problem. It was the default search – or it was the default web browser on my, my Linux install, and um, – it like was killing my computer. Like my RAM and CPU were maxing out at a hundred, and I don't know yeah. what the fuck happened to Firefox. Uh, I tried using it on my phone for a time because it, mm-hmm. uh, the Chrome one I had wouldn't do a proper ad block extension, so I did it on Firefox, which only half worked. But it, you know, mm-hmm. half is better than not at all. Uh, and then it's whenever I'd play a video, you would do the same thing you were just mentioning there. It would run my yeah. phone till it would crash. And it's like, oh, cool, awesome. I, I got like, like five minutes into the video and then my phone fucking dies. Didn't understand Thanks. what was happening. And so I was like, all right, let's uninstall it, install something else. And so I went down this rabbit hole of like, what do people use these days that isn't Firefox? Because I just didn't care before. Um, and eventually I was like, I tried Brave and Brave is based on Chrome. Well, Chromium, which is like, what is it? WebKit. The 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 thing that renders the web page, right? That is yeah. open source that Chrome uses that google funds it's it's the thing that everyone basically uses like right uh, like discord and that too shit like that and that's not spying on you it's just funded by google because it's the engine of their browser google chrome everything built around that open source part that isn't open that's what's spying on you so that's fine right true doug in the chat mentions vivality is his favorite browser also based on chrome i use it at work i love it um Ice Lips in the chat. He mentions he's got Opera. Also fucking based on Chrome. You know what's based uh, on Chrome? Microsoft Edge. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. I remember that. It's all I Chrome. Remember, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> use Opera GX uh, every once in a while. But uh, I had it as well import, as for the joke. <laughs> it, it won't properly import anything. So it's like I was going to use it. But now I can't import anything and I'm lazy. <laughs> so like Firefox, so. like... And its forks are worth considering just because Chrome should not have, like, Chrome's engine should not have a monopoly on the internet. That's bad for website design because they're going to design it for Chrome only, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, it basically boils down to the, the moment that something breaks or doesn't work correctly. Mm-hmm. They're not, as long as it's not a game breaker and doesn't like bork everything, mm-hmm. they'll never fix it because why the fuck would they spend money doing so? So you shouldn't trust them as a corporation. If there's a competitor, <laughs> right, they're forced to do it because the competitor will have that aspect better, hopefully, mm-hmm. or at least they have an incentive to now. Right. So back and forth, back and forth. I don't, I don't need to explain competitors, I guess. Right. But yeah, it's capitalism working uh, well, working the right way, correctly. <laughs> right. Capitalism is yeah. We, tried. We, right now, capitalism <laughs> is not working the correct way. What we have now isn't capitalism. <laughs> don't be fooled. No. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> fair. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. So there are two other web browser engines 
that are a thing. There's Gecko, which is what Firefox uses, and that's the reason why I kind of want to try the forks of Firefox. Um, on Linux, there's a ton of them. On Windows, there's a few. Like, I'm probably going to try, um, what's it called? Um, LibreWolf. <laughs> that's a stupid name, but... It is. It's but, yeah. uh, it's based on Firefox, and there's a there's another one. I forget the name. It's based on an older version of Firefox, so the UI looks like the old Firefox that was good, right? Before the new UI that's shit. And I might try that one too because it's like imagine the good UI, but they updated it. Um, and then there is um QT WebKit QT. That's the letter Q and the letter T. Um, is a software sort of platform. I don't know if that's a good description of it made by um, some open source group that maintain a thing called the K desktop environment or KDE, which if you know anything about Linux, it's like, it's definitely the prettiest, right? And it's just, it's definitely the most righteous, right? But it's definitely the most behind technologically. Like there's a couple web browsers that use it. I want them to do well, but I don't know if I want to daily drive them because they have a way to go. Um, so I'm probably going to try a Firefox based browser next just cause I don't want to stand brave either. Also, um, I can do better than a Chrome based browser. Like what do I have to lose? <laughs> Nothing, honestly. Yeah. Um, even if, even if you were to download something that is spying on you, it's not like they're going to collect anything overnight. Right. Yeah. Or but... you just fucking use a VPN while you test it or something. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking, uh, that's up to you, I guess, but Nah. Also, like you like like you said with alternatives, that's that's capitalism working as intended, and it's absolutely right, right? Yeah. Like what you see today in like the United States and in Canada is you see a bunch of corporations that use the government to drive out competition, right? That prevents them from their competition from existing at lower prices to drive out business, right? It actually confuses me mm-hmm. why these companies do. I, I get it. It's 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 a com- combination of uh, of slight fear and laziness. Mm-hmm. But like, why wouldn't you want like it? Wouldn't it be so much easier to hire on people, right? And to like make them work for you if they knew that there was going to be like functions other than status quo, right? And it's anti-competitive the way they do it, right? Like, like we we're a competitive environment. How many fucking like places do you look at that are hiring? Like, even from down to like grocery stores, where they tell you it's a competitive environment. It's like that's all that's all bullface fucking lie. Yeah, half the time it's like, are you competing with Walmart? No, you're coexisting with Walmart because yeah. of the law, right? Uh, which has been set up to make Walmart rich and you poor. Um, but yeah, like, and unless you like comb the fucking catalogs, you don't yeah. know what. There's a bunch of stupid people on the internet that really hate capitalism and they think it doesn't work, right? And they're like, this is capitalism working as intended. Look at all these Walmarts. And it's like, no. no that is not capitalism working opposite. as intended. That is yeah, the fucking that, opposite. That is, uh, that's the thing that they're <laughs> preaching, actually, right. funny enough. But... It's like, and so they, they think all these other alternatives like fucking socialism or communism are like better alternatives. But, but really, like, they should just fix capitalism because that's not really right. Like, um, for example... If, you know, we just rolled back all these horrible laws that make Walmart super successful and its competition unviable, then um, if you don't like Walmart, you could compete with Walmart. Like you can yeah. you can sell similar things for cheaper and not be, you know, sued for fraud. Like, <laughs> um, And competition would drive out like all this horrible shit like they can't compete. It's not fair. Um, and it's because it's mostly because of the regulations. 
Yeah. I'm not prepared to dive deeper on the topic, but I, I know a thing or two about that. Um, but we've already rambled for too long. <laughs> What's TLDR, things are not working as they should. And don't they blame could be, ca- just don't blame capitalism. Not. Like that's that's very short sighted. Like yeah. um, it's not working as intended. Like, I I think it, it, it's fair to say, as like a closing statement here, it's very fair to say that everything has its flaws. But just because that's the case doesn't mean that it isn't still a decent idea. Like mm-hmm. in in this in this regard, capitalism. Yeah. And it's like it feels like a dirty word these days because you got all these like these these zoomers yeah, on man. TikTok and Twitter. They're just like anti-capitalist this and, and like communism that and like they they never speak about capitalism in any positive light and they just assume you're a bad person if you do and it's yeah, like because they, they see rich people doing rich people things and they can't do rich people things and so it makes yeah. them makes them es- essentially want to attack them and what do they do they attack their foundation yeah it's, it's like, like listen yeah. these people are probably horrible and mm-hmm. they're probably perpetuating the things we just said are kind of shit and anti-capitalist realistically mm-hmm. um so I guess technically, yeah, on some front we're agreeing, but not. But you're uh-huh. you're spitting bullshit. That yeah, they're, they're blaming anything to do with what we're talking about. And they're saying, "Oh, look, look zoomer at, in that case, look at but. these super rich people. It's capitalism working as intended, but no, then it's not working as intended. It, it yeah. and it could be fixed. You just don't care. It, it it's <laughs> it, it literally comes from stag- stagnation. Honestly, uh-huh. it's like and it's stagnant because there, there, we can't there hasn't been there. Yeah, there hasn't been any regulation. On like the way that we think about that kind of stuff, which not to say that anyone should be governing how we think, mm. but I mean, in terms of like lawmaking and regulations and such, nobody thought, oh, when I when we make Walmart this conglomeration, we're killing capitalism. Nobody nobody thought that. They just fucking did it because Walmart lobbied for it. Mm-hmm. They paid the right people a lot of money. Yeah, and it, <laughs> nobody thought in on an individual level about what the ramifications were that, that later on the road. It's just how that shit happens. Yeah, did right. did nobody think it was fucking strange that, you know, when the lockdown started in 2020 that Target and Walmart were allowed to stay open, but all the private, like, small businesses that compete with them directly uh, were forced to be closed? Or, like, did like nobody how, think that like, was weird? Like, fast food restaurants <laughs> were considered uh, essential, but some sit-in restaurants weren't? Yeah. And, like, mom and pop ones? It's like, mm, what? How are you going to say McDonald's, but this diner isn't essential? What? They don't have a drive through window. Or or if they do, you're not a franchise, or there's some other bullshit reason. And it's like, what do you mean? Like, there was a lot of weird shit that went uh, on during that time. I was like, I don't know how you can say that with a straight face. Yeah, but yeah, it's fucking bullshit. So, anyways, moving on. Victim, what's your stream schedule look like these days? What you doing? Yes, Easter, and I. Uh, I mean, you see the setup behind me if you're watching the video. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a large collection of things i've collected over the years very streamer much very Very streamer much streamer yes (laughs) um but uh i'm back streaming because that that took a lot out of me to do Mm -hmm. um and i I think i streamed like a couple days ago now but easter easter came up and i knew i was gonna be busy so i didn't bother um catching up so tomorrow uh, tomorrow impact are you doing something yes we're gonna do genshin until i finish the new content and then we're going to start. What's it called there? Cyberpunk twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Exciting. I I can't wait to watch. I even start. got the cyberpunk lights ready for it. So yeah, you got to make it like pump to the music. It'll be great. <laughs> I wish I could. I want to get nano leaves. So I mean, Jitsi kind of skews my camera, but mm-hmm. it, they, they, this is a widescreen view now, so you can actually see the wall. 
-hmm. over here. No, not right now, but you normally you can. So I'm gonna get some nano leaves up there, and I want to have them do that. Have them match the music or the gameplay or in some form. That'd be so good. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's time for the outro. You can catch Victim hopefully starting Cyberpunk soon at a Victim of Gaming at Twitch.tv, and he's on mm underscore Victim at Twitter.com. You can find me at shitposter.club slash Dylan. And I don't know what else to fucking say. We've been rambling for a long time. It's been a while since we did the show. Just you and me. Yeah. But that was good. fun. So until next time, I'm going to stop the recording. <laughs>